0: I'm now recording, so shut your face.
1: So it was McQueen. You have your man.
0: Pardonnez-moi,
2: Madame.
1: How could he? I?
0: I didn't kill him. You tried to burn Ratchet's accounts, but they are still legible in places the math do not tally you because you have been stealing from him. It is full of the 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 what is the the, the English word the the the, the chocolate? The... Fudge! fudge it's full of the fudge. <laughs> welcome 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 to the podcast that is not full of the fudge but does what i think it says in the tin it's best film ever my name's ian and i'm ethan and that's it yeah dropping like flies <laughs> it's but been you, know what? you know what though making something disappear isn't enough ethan no we have to bring it that's the prestige, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. That's the prestige. Yeah, uh, Liam hasn't been murdered. He's just somewhere. I don't think his name is Cassetti. He is somewhere else. I gotta say it right off the top before I forget, how much does that opening? It's like it's like if someone went, give me some that sounds just like Downton Abbey. Yeah, it's you know what, very oh, it's very Downton Abbey. I don't know much about Downton Abbey. It's very like that though. How's that same sound? Yeah, but it's about the same time, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I suppose think. so. Yeah.
0: Abbey's, like, I think the first episode's, like, 1912, the Titanic Sinks.
1: Yeah. Right? right?
0: It was like, you know, I kind of like to think that it's existed at the same time as an Inspector Calls, and they're both just sort of chilling out in the same sort of time. <laughs> just different they were, like, they were, like, moving in similar circles. <laughs> Not alike in dignity. <laughs> yeah in Fair Brumley where we lay our scene. Yes, Brumley is the name of the town and the inspector calls. 2 points for me. Um so yeah, welcome back everybody as we tackle today episode number 100 and I want to think it's 10 today. Yeah. Murder on the Orient Express. The 2017 Kenneth Branagh version.
1: And Kenneth Branagh is is the dude staring at us as well, isn't he?
0: Uh Kenneth I've got Murder on the Orient Express uh, up on my <laughs> Uh, Prime video, it was worth the three pounds to not have to watch it with all the commercials on all four. Oh, God, don't get me started. (laughs) Ethan messaged us and went, uh, yeah, um, don't watch it on all four, (laughs) because the commercials are are big. And I was like, well, maybe we can do, because we're doing a double recording session. We're going to do a, uh, we're doing the real roundtable for shorter films. Shorter. Shorter films, films, yes. (laughs) Uh, Not short films. Not short films. Shorter films. films. And I wish I would have thought of that like way before now. Because I've been sort of saying short film. No, not short. I don't mean short films. I mean shorter. shorter. Really easy way to explain it. <laughs> films under 100 minutes. Um, so we were kind of getting a bit of an earlier start on it. And uh, I was like, yeah, sounds good. And so Ethan gave us the warning. and I went, okay. And Liam said that he probably wouldn't make it back in time. Liam's off just doing a little bit of life stuff. Mm. Life
1: stuff. Life
0: stuff. We love life stuff. Yeah. So, um, he's off doing that. So you're stuck with us three today. So, um, this week, I mean, we came really close to having our best week ever. Like really close. Whoa. You know
1: why we didn't? What was that? Cause I wasn't on Oh, was I
0: right. don't know. Cause I think a, <laughs> I think the, I think it was the tail end of the Django. Julene equals ratings. I tell well, you, you Julene mm. equals ratings. So there we go. And so we're, and she's already telling me all the movies she wants to do. I'm like, you know, we only mm-hmm. do one a week, right, Julie? <laughs> we don't get to do six. We're going to do one. No, she's got a lot. I, I, I appreciate her enthusiasm. It is very good. It it's fun. It's yeah. fun when you have someone new on the pod, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a new energy. And every time, even when someone's away, it's a different dynamic mm-hmm. every time we do one of these. So uh, it's always interesting to sort of add their energy to your own and see kind of how that comes across. We've been really lucky we're having Bruce and Julie so far. Yeah, definitely. So looking forward to that. Hermes is next on board. So we'll see um, kind of what he's got going on. Uh, we charted this week in Australia. Good day. Thank you. You're welcome. In Ireland.
1: Top of the morning.
0: There you are. In Denmark. Hey! hey. 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 That
1: was you, me. I must have been accidentally you downloading myself there.
0: You clearly. We should have just given you a bunch of stickers to stick all over Copenhagen. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> there was a lot of things had. was there? That oh, it would yeah, have been yeah.
0: smart. If only we had a time machine. <laughs> Do, 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 yeah. do, do. That's that's the twilight zone. Yeah, uh this time n- this the Netherlands, time. <laughs> uh Switzerland, Colombia, Malaysia, Nigeria, number forty in South Korea, and here at home number thirty-six. Very cool. Ooh. It's a high number, isn't it? It in it its a high yeah. number. So uh usual promo stuff. We did the prestige last week. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um Someone I was talking to someone online. Maybe I have it in the the shout-outs. I'm not sure. And kind of the prestige. If you say the prestige and the other person goes, prestige, it's like this like code word that film (laughs) buffs know. Because people who aren't really into films haven't seen the prestige. But it seems like everybody who is a film buff has seen the prestige. You just go, prestige. They go, oh, prestige. That's all you really have to say. (laughs) So if you're still outside of that conversation, I know Danny from It's a Musical still hasn't gotten around to seeing it yet. But didn't listen to the podcast, because I told him, don't listen no, to the podcast. No, definitely not. Um, and we also warned him in the podcast, don't listen to the podcast, <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie yet. Um, definitely go check that out. Uh, I think it's still free on Prime Video, so there we go.
1: It is very, very good. I'm oh, sad yeah. I wasn't there to review that one.
0: Yeah, well, actually, I've got in my notes here, is there anything Georgia wants to say about the Prestige? Uh,
1: probably not that Without, was spoiler, said, without because, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. and I,
0: I don't know what you said, because... Well, we read your thing out.
1: Oh, okay, well there yeah. you go. Know, and I don't know what you guys already said, say so,
0: because oh. I, I didn't listen back to it because I was on holiday. You're on holiday, it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we also had our BFE quiz night six return of the quiz night.
1: Oh, I did watch that. Uh,
0: yeah, watch. I was to say listen, but no, you actually watched, watched it. it. It was it, live. Yeah. yeah. So we had Danny up against defending champion Danny from the musical podcast up against Carlo up against friend of the podcast Hermes, what's well, BFF of the podcast actually BFF the Hermes of podcast, BFF of the podcast Julene. yeah, and friend of the podcast the Yeet. Meister. So the question is: Is Danny still the champion? You're gonna have to go ahead and download it and find. Is out. Danny
1: the champion of the world? A world
0: yeah. hey, So, um, what we have coming up um, this coming Friday, we'll have the uh, short. F- uh, we'll have the real roundtable on shorter films. Uh, I'm also i'm getting in contact with a couple of people we're, we're really i'm gonna get something out even if it's me talking by myself i'm gonna do a see it or skip at some point this week probably sunday uh, a superhero sunday wait he's not really a superhero is he
1: no it's, it's just a game in it
0: <sighs> well i'll tell you i'll tell you what He still comes across pretty Spider-Man in the role, so (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's a Spider-Man Sunday release Uh, of Uncharted. Even if it's just me talking to myself and just going, here's my here's my thoughts on it.
1: I have messaged some friends to see if they want to go and see it this week. So I Uh, shall let you know if I do. I
0: should see it considering if if you're you're around it, but I'm definitely dropping it no later than Sunday. It just is. mm. It just is. So if it means it's it's me, then it's me. But I'm trying to reach out to people outside the pod and make something happen, which would be fun i think yeah definitely still on the podcast outside our pod yeah. yeah so that'll be fun uh and we, you'll hear my thoughts on that and then uh, georgia do you want to see up because we had the privilege of doing an interview uh so do you want to tell people what we were talking about
1: yeah so we were very lucky um to get both um creators of a short film called designated rider on for our short film series so we had both uh, jamie lynn Beatty and ilana godman
2: no way Boardman
1: yep on the podcast and um, oh, that will I'm be jealous. coming out really quite soon well enough time for everyone to go and watch it because you need to watch it before you listen spoilers they think
0: I'm really clever
1: they do Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I did have to like try not to get them to inflate his ego too much when he was asking questions but yeah no it was it was no. really really good yeah Legit goosebumps
0: right now oh That's really so cool yeah they couldn't have been better so what we want to do is we want to just throw it out there because then you'll just miss it and go oh well, I missed it so we want to we want to give people a chance to see this so the film is called designated writer now you're gonna to have to write down de- well, we'll tweet out though the video as well yeah yeah but designated writer and then it's i don't know if you can find out what year it was or something like that which will help us
3: 2020
0: yeah. so yeah. designated writer 2020 should come up on a youtube search and allow you to see or it or but just we short will.
1: film afterwards we'll designated writer well, short yeah.
0: film will come up as well it might say jamie lynn Beatty, or yeah. it might say Sorry, Alana Gordon. Alana Gordon. Sorry, yeah, I don't have my my notes from yesterday no, on me. Um, so they were they spent almost about three quarters of an hour with us yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. great and uh, definitely. Oh, day before yesterday, Friday. Yeah, Friday. And uh, yeah, it was it, it, it was an excellent conversation with people about the the nuts and bolts of making a film.
1: Yeah, and especially how. It, they've, it's kind of processed because they did just before covid yeah. and all sorts of different things so lots of lots of different and so assets.
0: we talked about we talked about pre-production we talked about production we talked about Post- exhibition and, yeah. and what do you do there and how did you feel when you didn't get to do the usual thing where you get people together and do a debut or a premiere and you don't get to circulate like maybe you think you're going to we talked about the festival circuit and there's all sorts of little easter Working eggs on a budget and all sorts of stuff yeah, yeah. so there's, there's and things they feel really passionately about yeah. And uh, it was it was it was a great conversation and I really enjoyed it. So and they even gave us a little tip on what they might be working on next.
3: Yeah, it was so, hmm, it's
0: designated writer, the film's eleven minutes. It's an interesting little it's light.
3: It's it light, is, yeah. it's
0: relatable, um yeah, it, it's just a light little tale, which with what I thought were some heavy not heavy, but some much deeper connotations to it.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. and it's worth if not you sinister, watch it, but deep. If you watch it once and go, I liked that. But Watch it. Don't again. understand it particularly. Watch it again.
0: Because I sat down and just watched it three times in the trot. Yeah. And the first time I just watched it. The second time I watched with intent. Because first we just sort of experiencing it. Yeah. And then the third time I'm like, okay, now I'm getting notes out. Yeah. And that's that's, that's all I really did. It just sort of went, does it hold up after a second viewing? I've got thoughts. Do they hold up to the third viewing? And do I need to tweak and pivot? So a really enjoyable conversation. So
1: Very much so, yeah.
0: We're very thankful for that. And we're also very thankful, as always, for our Patreon backers who help keep the lights yep. on yeah. here at the Studio of Awesomeness, as well as we managed to upgrade our Zoom account. Yeah. And that's how we were able to talk to them in two different locations yeah. for more than forty minutes With without me having off. to go. I'm going to send you a new link, <laughs> which is <laughs> Julian and Reverend Bruce. Do you know about? But thanks to the support of our Patreon backers, we have been able to make the podcast better. Yeah. And Amen. thank you for that. And I, I just think it's a, it's a wonderful time that we live in where you can go, Hey, here's something I like. I want to make sure it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. How can I, how can I help? Yeah. And that's great. And it's something that I do for other things. Uh, Georgia, I know you're big on Patreon yeah, definitely. as a supporter. Yeah. I'm, I'm on Patreon as a supporter. Uh, Ethan, I don't want me to put you on the spot. Uh, I used to yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for some
2: things before before they went away.
0: Keeping yeah, keeping things on the air so they don't go away. So yeah, we got big plans, and uh, the 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 Zoom for one will help us become a lot more interactive. And we have some ideas about it, more interactivity on the podcast and more engagement with the audience at large, but especially our Patreon backers. I'm talking about Reverend Bruce, Reverend Bruce, Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm talking about Juline, Juline. That's Juline. Julie, you don't you
1: scared me. <laughs> we we're we trading off. Oh, okay, sorry. See, Julie, this is, Julie. we make fun of Liam. It's
0: not easy to guess where I'm going. with no, I things.
1: Knew where you, were going, but you You nodded, which threw off my beat. My I nod went, was threw, me going go. You threw off my groove like Go. Like okay.
0: <laughs> uh, we've got Hermes.
1: I don't have a thing for Hermes. I think I like
0: got a ten. hut he's, he's he's in the military, isn't he? Oh, uh, okay he's all about the scuttlebutt um we've got lena oberholzer i don't have anything for lena Oberholzer. she's really nice
1: it's just a good name yeah
0: it's a great name it's a great name i love a four syllable surname yeah yeah i went to school with an oberholzer she was a lovely person
1: as soon as 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 someone who has a single syllable surname yeah i'm I'm quite jealous i have
0: two i have two and two it's really quite plain (laughs)
1: uh
0: i have I had a student with five syllables as a surname, that's a, that's and I just called them by their surname all the time.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. And she appreciated it,
0: because it's not an easy... It's five syllables. No one gets it right. Yeah. I get it right. Uh, we have Katie... Oh, God. I think my girlfriend's is nine. That's incredible. We'll have to check that off air. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Katie McRae, of course. Yes. A uh, same surname as Reverend Bruce. Yes. Yes. Uh, and oh, also a
1: good surname. Good surname. Ma- McRae
0: is a good one. It's yeah. two syllables, but it's good. Ensign and Davies, making it so... Absolutely. Need a, little, like, hey. need a little like like transporter so, sound like effects I can do I do, like, I'll do
1: like the hand <laughs> thing, but like it, this is a an
0: that's audio best thing. friend of the podcast, Ensign and Davies.
1: Hey, he is, hey. yeah, yeah. I
0: think maybe we need to think about you know special little 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 do little doohickeys. What you mean this? Yeah,
1: that. Yeah, I can't do it anymore.
0: Um, for this, I mean, I'm doing the Spock sign. Georgia can't do it.
1: <laughs> I learned it. Live long and prosper. I learned it for when we did the show, and I can't do it. And
0: we want to say live long and prosper to Chris Peterson as well. Yes. To Randall Silva. To poet laureate in front of the podcast, Dwayne Smith.
1: And Dwayne Smith.
0: <laughs> and to the Yeet Meister.
1: Yeet. All right. Oh, I woke up. Pip.
0: <laughs> Let's do some reflections and corrections. Uh, first one. Well, this one goes out to Ethan. There's oh, a mistake. I think I right. So Ethan came at things with logic last week, but I've learned logic is not always correct. Oh no. Nice. And I never commit to things that I can't officially prove it's a small thing but i looked it up okay we were saying where could you watch and i was saying hey if you're in the uk prestige is on amazon prime and mm-hmm. ethan goes i'm gonna try and do an ethan voice ethan went well actually uh, i think it'll be uh on uh i just do uh, as many times <laughs> 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 i think it'll be on disney plus in the u.s because it's a touchstone film and i went yes there's a touchstone film over here as well so if it was on prime it's, not on, yeah. it's on amazon prime up. in the u.s Uh. just don't commit to it's okay to say I don't know I said I think. It's okay to say I don't know. I expect better from a Cambridge University student. <laughs>
2: a Cambridge University student I'm saying student a in A Cambridge University. I don't know student. if I wrote it
0: in the notes. Someone got a hold of me saying they're they got to that episode and they're just loving it. <laughs> <laughs> First these were bullying, I was like, Oh, I hope I haven't come off too badly and they said they were dying with laughter. I'm like, Oh okay, I think it's like 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 the okay kind.
1: I was <laughs> Yes, the okay kind of bullying from a teacher. There teenager. is no there okay go. kind.
0: I think the word bullying was being used with hyperbole. Yes, I yes. think. So.
2: I'm a fuck up, but I'm an enjoyable <laughs> fuck up.
0: Uh, let's take a look at this. Oh.
2: There's a mistake. I
3: think
1: I'm right.
0: Ethan, I need your help on this one. Uh oh. Because this one's going to you or Liam, and I haven't yet oh. decided, with my judge's hat on, which one's getting it. Can I judge? You can. Were you here? You were here for Django. Yes. Django. Django. So the question was, what was the question about Australians? I need the specific wording of what your debate was.
2: Oh, bloody hell.
1: Now that was English.
0: Yes. What was the exact disagreement?
2: They weren't Australians. Or they didn't sound good. Was the
0: argument, was, was it your premise that Quentin Tarantino was the only Australian? Yeah. Then I think you've got to wear that. I think the mistake's on you. two of them are australian one is not Ah, i went back and listened to it because i put that remember i put the in it so i go back and look at it and i was like all right i'm gonna go do this and one other one is clearly australian one Uh. i could not commit to him being australian he probably was from the southern u.s but I think, I think so you're thinking about... I think I might have been banking on that guy then. You're thinking about being an enjoyable screw-up. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 two for two today. I, think, I
1: remember <laughs> sitting across from Liam and being like, no, more than one of them was definitely Australian, so...
0: There's
3: a mistake think
2: I was doing
0: so well before the new year started. So it, well. Is it the hat trick? This one's on me, actually. Uh, the ringer, I think this is Hermes, said that the ringer was about some sort of finger attachment surgery and the money needed to make it so. that somehow Johnny Knoxville is responsible for uh, getting this guy's fingers like chopped off. And so <laughs> as a way, he and his corrupt uncle go to rig the Special Olympics. So I think that was the premise behind that. <laughs> I said it was all about he was in debt to his uncle, something like that. his uncle out of debt. I got it slightly wrong. I was in the film in a good 15 years, but I was wrong on that one i i did i got my notes here i lied about a fun size film announcement regarding a filmmaker interview georgia's just talked about that we're gonna have that information out we're gonna have that interview out i'm gonna guess sometime in mid-march early yeah. to mid-march so keep an eye out but definitely we're gonna promo it for a few weeks you want to see this film definitely before you hear the interview you're gonna want to see this film uh because i don't know i've never been on a, on a film set georgia you've been on a video shoot but not a film set but not a film set. Yeah. <laughs> i've walked on to like buy a film set but not like the inner workings yeah, of one yeah. ethan you ever been on a on a not a student film set but like a film yeah, set no, not, not on like a professional no. film set it's so just like it was amateur,
2: pro- amateur stuff
0: it was great to hear that side of it and i yeah. think your enjoyment of that conversation will only be deepened by watching this film definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. and it's a great film so yeah. there we go um what else do we have? Hermes says, if you haven't checked out, because we we're talking about Hugh Jackman performances, and we were talking about Prisoners versus mm. Prestige, which one was better. He mentions The Fountain from 2006. I've not seen this. No, I've not heard of that one. I oh, says, he uh, Hermes says he absolutely makes that film, and it might be one of the best single uh, example of acting that one could point to in his career. And then he just, he, he goes on for a while here. He also talked about Chris Angel being better than David Blaine. Street Magicians, right? Yeah. yeah i don't know blaine did it first didn't he
2: chris angel is chris angel the one that's like sort of mind freak yeah yeah, yeah. is he the one that always looks like kind of gothic yeah I he's very he he's is- very gothic yeah, yeah yeah
1: who's the one that did the train ride uh,
2: uh um thingy david blaine i think yeah
1: one of them has a tra- uh, like a, a ride at one of the parks at Thorpe park i think it is and it's really shit yeah, but
2: no david idea blaine's mind train or something i think oh, okay is
0: the VR one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a VR. He then went on yeah. some sort of semantic thing, or I said they kept saying it's distinguished, and apparently the word that was used to describe the you know the great Danton was sophisticated, and I went, "Those are pretty close, aren't they?" <laughs> and he went, "As a teacher, I would have expected you to side with that."
3: So. <laughs>
0: Funny, heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> um. What else? Uh, and Liam was thinking about something called a plasma ball. Those balls that you sort of touch oh, and it yeah. sort of sparks. So, uh, Ian Davies says he learned about Tesla coils playing some sort of computer game. I didn't recognize it. You don't have to tell me what game that was, uh, Ian, because I have no idea. Uh, we've got friend of the podcast Wayne Smith, Hi, Wayne Smith who says hashtag Ian's film school really came to through on the prestige uh the end game really helped piece it all together I felt I learned a lot we had a couple of tweets kind of mm. came across like that
3: that's cool where it was
0: all about you know having I guess ha- <laughs> I'm like the whole like when you type into YouTube what, what really happens at the end of this movie I guess yeah. that was what I was doing was going here's what happened and here's kind of how it breaks down uh, he says he was looking forward to Georgia being the prestige this, <laughs> next week, this week, <laughs> yeah. and felt he learned a lot on the prestige episode.
1: Uh, you should just press the yellow button again. just, just. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. There's a mistake I think i right. It was neither of the two magicians. It was Darren Brown's oh. ghost train. So Ethan's wrong again.
0: Hat there, trick. There's your hat trick, buddy. Hey, I've done it. <laughs> wow. I've done it. <laughs> Is that my Olympic gold? Uh, yeah, something like that. Let's go on to our regular shout-outs. Julene, for every shout-out that she does for us, check out her YouTube channel. she I checked it out. She was making tamales. Ooh. Yep. Love tamales. Uh, she does struggle with saying Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> I don't Brano or Branog, I don't know how she said it. I sat there and had a giggle, and what I'm gonna make a note. And what are the odds we'd be doing? What Kenneth we'd be Braniff. doing? A Kenneth Branagh yeah. film at the same time. So there we go. Uh, we've got Ray from NBC. NBC. See, Lee, Ethan's got an excuse because a lag. You were just late because I was
1: just doing it after like yeah. an echo.
0: That doesn't really work with me use it that often. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, she does great work and uh, and just always is really positive and supportive. And I want to yeah. I, I do likewise for her show because it's great. Uh, if, you're, if you're into literary sort of stuff and, and, and fiction and reading fiction, you know, uh, she does some great book reviews and film reviews and things of that nature. So go check her out. Uh, Dan Mackels who still owes me twenty dollars, says <laughs> he's gonna be guy who owes me twenty dollars Dan Mackels because <laughs> that's
1: I, twenty dollars twenty
0: dollars Canadian uh, says I because I took a shot at Ryan Reynolds because he kind of muffed a joke up on Twitter and I went, surely, you mean this? Oh, this one. And he went, did you actually take a shot at Ryan Reynolds? I went, I did. And he said, what's next? Jim Carrey? I said, I'll gladly take on Bridge with Jim Carrey. I can't stand Jim Carrey. Do it all day long. We got a mega, mega happy birthday to wish. Our third happy birthday wish to M at Verbal Diorama. Celebrating the third birthday of her podcast. Very cool. We're coming up on two and it feels like we've been doing it quite a while yeah quite a while quite a while
1: Uh, everything that's happened in the last two years i think is just
0: it's it's helped with sort of the bits of it and things like that but three years and a solo pod
1: yeah that's amazing yeah Yeah.
0: so i've said it once i'll say a thousand times best solo film sort of legacy pod there is out there Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. different from what we do but we've had her on we were just talking about point break the literally yesterday so you know Had a great time having her on, but definitely worth, worth a listen. So she's doing her animation season. So go check that out. Um, when Harry met movies for the love, recasted podcast for the love, shoot the flick for the (laughs) The love, (laughs) that love podcast for that love. Um, we've got your next favorite movie and for love and a conversation about a walk to remember shane west film it's the same guy who nicholas Sparks, same guy who wrote the okay. uh, notebook I think, oh. a, I think it's a cute little film mandy moore and shane west i remember watching it going i'm gonna hate this and actually went that's an all right little film i'm not <laughs> the target audience but it's an all right little film uh, carlo for the love the nerdy photographer for the love so wizard for the love pete at middle class film class i'm imagining he must be american because middle class means something very different here yeah. than it means What does in, it mean?
1: What do, what would it mean in the, that sense?
0: Middle class would be like, I'd be middle class in in, in North America. Ah, okay. If I didn't need public assistance, I'm right. middle class. Ah, okay. Whereas we still might call that working class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's working class, if I, if I have an education, I'm not working class, am I?
1: No, it's all very, it's all a bit- but, but I'm not middle class. It's
0: a bit no. M- middle class here is like you'd send your kids to private school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Middle so, class
1: here is like you—you are you can afford to send them to like private school, but aren't quite upper class in the fact that you probably shouldn't be sending them to private school because yeah. you can't really afford it. But you're sending them. Anywhere. I think you're
0: upper class when you have sort of generational wealth.
1: Generational wealth yeah. in North houses, America. Multiple, yeah in, nor- yeah.
0: in 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 Britain, upper class means you've got a title. Yeah. Yeah. So, middle class becomes almost, yeah, it's, it's really. It's, it's,
1: it's blurry.
2: But middle
0: class film class. So, I'm just saying, it might not. I'm just saying, Pete, you might have upper middle class in the
2: UK. <laughs> I don't think you could. No, that's what they, what they call it, though, because upper middle oh, we class. We have upper middle, middle class like, in the US.
0: Yeah. I mean, Stephen Colbert calls himself upper middle class. Yeah. So, right. And he's got a multi million dollar contract. So, you know, his kids will be upper class, but he'll be upper middle class. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah because mm-hmm. they'll have generational wealth won't they true
1: yeah. yeah
0: um so i'm just saying pete i don't know i don't think you're british um it, it may play differently over here <laughs> but he was enjoying quiz night and they're like hey how do i throw my hat in the ring and i'm like hey you know the deal is i messaged him and said deal is of course we go to our patrons first yeah those at the best friend and bff level first yeah. and then we open the doors wide if we still can't field a roster so um uh, probably be in touch because you know we had quite a few of them on last time so and you always have to wait one before yeah. you come back. So there we go. And it was a really good time. I enjoyed the season of love. Uh, Jamie no. Dyer, who got a hold of us and said, hey, man, you guys got great banter. Sounds like you're having a great time. Uh, He's a solo podcast. So sometimes they have guests, but that kind of comfortable interaction is much missed. Great job. So there we go. And then people made fun of me for seeing Uncharted. Uh Alex by <laughs> oh, sorry Art by Alex J said so thanks for taking one for the team. And Hermes and Lestat also were grinding my gears about it. Uh GIF of the Week. GIF of the Week. Which you can send, of course, to at Best on the Twitter. When you hear our random word, find a tweet and send it in. Um, Julian and Chris Peterson kind of did the categories elimination where they had the same gift, so we can't count that. No. We, can't. we got jo- uh, Josh for Next Favorite Movie, did a good one. Ian Davies with, it was like a Star Trek bouncing ball off the heads. So I'm not sure if it was rubber, but it does play into his gimmick of being a Star Trek guy. <laughs> it does,
1: yeah.
0: Hermes with a Grand Theft Auto parody of a little girl being taken up by a rubber ball and then saying, Wasted. <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> I think that wins, and then Dwayne Smith. Dwayne
1: Smith
0: said one with many rubber balls, and I think it, it's the secret ball. word. i see, Secret one. word was rubber ball. Not rubber balls. Not many rubber balls. Rubber ball. So I'm gonna go <laughs> gif of the week. Hermes, the GTA parody. I want to see
1: that. Your oh, gift GIF was
0: not wasted, and then finally, um, I had a message from Alex from Main Street Finance. Uh-huh. Who we like, we've had Ooh. on the pod before. Yeah. Who Jeez. said, you guys, I said, I, said, I caught you guys kind of pitching yourself as a, as a really good road trip podcast. Yeah, I saw
3: this.
0: And cause, cause, cause we said last week on the pod, you know, we're, we're quite long. So we're really good for, mm-hmm. for like a road trip cause you get through one episode and most of your journey's probably done. And he said, as someone who's driving like 1900 miles cause he's relocating yeah. from Louisiana, I think it's Louisiana to, to Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah he said like a, I can definitely vouch you guys are a great road <laughs> podcast he said I'm listening to Django I said oh shoot she so probably got to Phoenix and still had like an hour left on it <laughs> <laughs> we went long with Django but the was really good so thank you very much everybody so as always why not give us a review five stars Apple or Spotify uh, I hear five stars is a magic number for us here
1: I'm not doing the song that's fine <laughs>
0: And that brings us to um our deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all murder on the Orient Express. I thought it was all quiet on the Orient Express. Uh, (laughs) Murder on the Orient Express. (laughs) Anybody have any um any background with either this specific story, film, or anything else by Agatha Christie?
2: I watched the David Suchet ones.
0: Uh, It's just like the, the television series. Yeah, the the Poirot it's Yeah, he's very good. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I've i not watched really him in the other day. He's good. I know of Agatha Christie, and I know Mousetrap is like the longest running West End play. Yep. Um, but no, I know I know bits and pieces that you kind of pick up because these are kind of like out of spoiler territory now, like because yeah. they're so frequently done, but also because of their age. So I knew bits and pieces, but I hadn't ever seen it.
0: Yeah, um, I had to read this in school. Um,
1: oh. is it a good read is it written well
0: yeah I, I remember the film more than <laughs> anything else because I think they brought yeah. in the film and we did the teacher I had the time I don't remember even, it wasn't a particularly good teacher um, <laughs> but brought in and it wasn't this version of the film we saw it was a 1970 something version with uh, like John yeah, Gilgood I, I doubt it
1: would be this <laughs>
0: Sean Connery and people like that um, and was really well done and I almost pulled the trigger on saying, we should watch that one. Because mm. I think it's a better film. But... You're probably right. Uh, probably no, no problem about it. Uh, yeah. but, but, I mean, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's, you know, Death on the Niles out in cinemas this week. So the theory was, check out the previous oh. one. That, that is, that is, that's, what, that's why we're doing it, yeah. Just one of those I things did wonder, because it's
1: like 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's, it's like, just one of those things
0: where it's... <laughs> it's sort of in the public consciousness, more, more than anything yeah. else. And so I was like, let's go ahead and have a look at that. In the same breath, that when we did Clueless, it wasn't because it was Clueless it was like a ninety, It's because Clueless wasn't. Was, was, was was on an anniversary, <laughs> so uh, I wanted to go ahead and sort of hit with with this. I mean, I think uh, Orient Express is probably Agatha Christie's most f- famous. It's weird because The Mouse the longest running one. I think this is the most famous story. Probably it's yeah. the most parodied. I think. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. we'll be after this, jeez, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's go ahead. We'll do some uh, context corner here. Why well, anybody remember Kenneth Branagh before we do that? so it was directed by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, I know the name. I, I watched his Othello uh, movie. What do you mean you know the name? You know Kenneth Branagh.
1: Yeah, but He's I Gilderoy. think from. He
0: was Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: that's
0: why
1: I know the and name. And he
0: directed Thor. He directed and Thor. He
1: directed Thor because you would taking the makeup of some of my holiday pictures because you said they looked like they'd been directed by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, because they're all
0: Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know you're in Danish country, not Dutch country.
1: <laughs> I had wobbly hands. Uh, all,
0: your, all, your sh- all your shots are like at a 15 degree tilt.
1: <laughs> well, once I've edited some of them, I might put some some of them on the Patreon exclusive. So hey, there be,
0: we, hey I, I was recording some Patreon exclusive content the other day. We'll see if I get the nerve Ooh. to actually put it up there. There we go. There we go, a little little... Little, I had a guitar, I had it hooked into the road, so we'll see how that goes. A
1: r- or a rude.
0: It, yeah, you said you said that the O in road is
1: it's, it's Danish? A, it's a Danish O, yeah, and it's, it, from what I could pick up from the train station names, it's actually pronounced ooh.
0: Oh, so, so rude. So why you gotta be so rude? rude. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> come on the podcast if you want to bully ethan too oh. that,
1: should be, that should be listed as a perk on the like BFF. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: we we do say you have some extra responsibilities yes. and one of them is random word oh, no, you gotta pick on ethan keep me in my
2: place that's right <laughs> speaking of depending how this one goes i might not be here for
0: the next doctor who well, What what's 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 occurring Oh no! I'm just I'm 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 saying he's just saying he might
1: get beaten off it.
0: Oh, you just what are you just making empty threats or what are you doing here? Oh no! I'm just taking the mic. Okay, Uh, we (laughs) do. This is
1: why we bully
3: Ethan. We we have to
0: record this week, and it's going to be. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be releasing. We hope on Saturday on uh, of the Doctor's wife, the one where the TARDIS becomes personified.
3: Oh, I like that. That's a good episode. I'm looking forward to
0: it. I think I don't I don't I don't give Matt Smith's era the credit I should for the quality of story.
1: Yeah, I think people are kinda like I
0: think out. we get a little bit tripped up in the tenant versus Smith who was the better doctor rather than that we actually yeah, forget yeah, yeah. like like early early in Matt Smith's run, the stories are great. Yeah. Um so this is directed by Kenneth Branagh uh, which I've also seen. He does a lot of Shakespeare as well. Yeah. Mm. So um screenplay by oh something green i forgot the first name uh but adapted by from from an agatha christie novel obviously uh music by patrick doyle who i mean has worked on much ado about nothing sense and sensibility hamlet great expectations bridget jones's diary harry potter and the goblet of fire and thor a couple of those don't
1: fit the uh, stereotype,
0: but nope, cool. no, No, <laughs> absolutely. So the story of Orient Express in general was inspired by an incident in 1929 where it was trapped in a blizzard in Turkey and stranded for six days. Two years later, Agatha Christie was involved in a similar scenario when she was traveling on the Orient Express and the train got stuck due to heavy rainfall and flooding. So she kind of got to thinking mm-hmm. what would happen and what dangers could there be if you're trapped on a train and one of these people the first problem is someone's died. The other realization mm-hmm. is that means someone who's left is a murderer. Yeah. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20th Century Fox announced the project in December 2013. Michael Green's name of the gentleman who wrote the new screenplay. Uh, by June 2015, it was reported that Fox was in talks with Kenneth Branagh to direct, and that was later confirmed in November. It began filming a year later on, 20, oh, sorry, on 65 millimeter film. Oh, yeah, so okay. we we talked about with Tarantino the importance of film, and apparently this is the same film cameras that were used in Dunkirk.
1: Yeah, I've um, got um, one of the reviews that I'll obviously read later mentions how it was done in
0: sixty five. Yeah, and Kenneth Branagh. Oh, uh, I didn't know this actually was was in Dunkirk. I haven't seen oh, Dunkirk.
1: I've not seen Dunkirk. So oh yeah, Christopher yes. Nolan and Kenneth yeah. Branagh.
0: It's the bridge between the film we did last week and the film we do this <laughs> week. So there we go. Um, and so they were two of the very few movies to be shot on 65 mil since Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet in 1996. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. So while in post-production, Branagh was Skyped in from thousands of miles away for a little post-production we'll talk about at the end. So let's do our deep dive. Uh, we get the 20th century Fox. Identification card. Mm-hmm. I, whatever the last movie was that was 20th Century Fox.
1: Want me to look it up, see if it will come up?
0: Look it up and see if you can find it. I hope it's something decent. So I is was this a, before they become? Was it 20th, 20th, 20th Century, Century Studios. Studios. Yeah. yeah, I have a feeling we've actually talked about this before.
1: We spoke about it because it we, um, Fantastic Mr. Fox was one of the. Oh, it was a certain version of the logo. <laughs> it was
0: like a pink yeah. background, and it yeah. went to a black background. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we go to the Wailing Wall, which is in Jerusalem, and the score is great for this film's really gonna bother me because there's so much I really like about this film, yeah, but like it's like you have all these great parts and they don't add up to what they should it's like it's like it's like a math problem where they purposely withhold some information you can't get the right answer oh, is out a, like
2: it's a, a mystery.
1: mystery. It's
2: like I'm at a buffet and they have all these really good things, but they say you can only have like a sliver of each thing. And putting them together into one meal, it just doesn't sit right.
0: Yeah, there's lots of things, but if judged on their own, some of them just don't. A couple of bad ingredients just spoil it just a little bit. Um, And so a little boy is running with joy with purpose. I've written he (laughs) he has eggs with eggs, (laughs) and we're told. That he needs. They need to be cooked for four minutes precisely, and they go in, and we see a figure from behind, and he says no, no, and no, and then we have to repeat, and we still don't see the individual who's asking for the eggs, but then we do, <laughs> <laughs> and it is Hercule Poirot. Don't call him Hercules, played by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. 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 He later said he enjoyed finding the sort of obsessive-compulsive in Poirot rather than a dandy that he'd been presented in the Poirot series that you're talking mm. about, Ethan. I think the yeah. same actor played Poirot in the movie that I was talking about. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind obsessive. The sad part is, like, I as far as t- I, the decision to make Hercule Poirot obsessive-compulsive, I'm on board with. I thought it was great
2: it's like a, an additional layer to sort of what makes him such a good detective and it, it
0: sort of presents us a, a new form of conflict when we get to the end of the movie and i was like this is a really interesting idea mm-hmm. what do you do and i'm like excellent surely it can all just continue being excellent from here uh, kenneth branagh <laughs> was aware of the over extravagance of his character's mustache so that he was aware of the over extravagance of but he <laughs> justified it by the fact there were 15 quotes in the original novel mentioning the mustache uh, when the trailer was first released, Agatha Christie fans complained about the mustache, uh, but Christie, who was still alive at the time, was reportedly uh, unhappy with Albert Finney's Poirot mustache uh, in 1974. Oh, so there we go. So I, I think I've just proved my earlier point wrong. So
2: I was I was just looking it up. I was
3: about to say.
0: So there we go. I think we've broken the record. I don't know how many times we've hit that button? <laughs> uh, that, don't look up that fact because I'm not pushing it again. Uh, the eggs aren't symmetrical. But he goes, "I blame the chicken." And he's it's really cute with his kid. Was, it was so yeah. lovely. Everything yeah. is Charming. opening a few minutes. I'm like, oh, "That's gonna be a really good movie." <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. and so there's about to be a riot at the Whaling Wall and so the chief of police who looks like he's like 25 years old <laughs> tells Poirot probably it's the probably it's Branagh's kid. Uh, hey you, you should you should you know come and check this out before everybody kills each other. Yeah. And he steps in some horse crap. Yeah. Uh, and we go and at first I'm like it's like I thought they're like wow. Yeah. And I groaned kind of like Ethan did. But then he went it's not that I mind, it's the imbalance. And so he steps with his other foot in it, and this, like, satisfies him. Yeah. And off he goes. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. That's all right. I'll take that. Uh, and we go to his first case, the rabbi, the priest, and the iman. And he says, it's like one of those jokes. And he goes, please, and no one laughs. He goes, please forgive me. I'm Belgian. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. Um, and we find out that a priceless relic has been stolen. And the only thing that could have made this imprint at the crime scene is a thick-soled boot and as he's talking his way through it he uh directly wants an armed guard at the south gate and as he walks back he puts his walking stick in the wall and then kind of explains how n- none of the holy men have a thick-soled boot because they're they're humble men they don't have the, these sorts of uh extravagances
1: they have no need for the extra- no need for it and
0: if you were to sell this what would you do with the money there'd be there'd be no point to it However, if you were a captain of the guard who was, or p- commander in chief, whatever his title yeah. was, police inspector commander who was, you know, in danger of losing his post because they were talking about self governance rather than having an outside force do it for them, yep. you maybe you create, uh, you know, you're the solution to the problem you had while also getting rich in the process. And meanwhile, we find out the whole thing with the chickens and the eggs was just to stall the commander so you could search the the his office. While he's away on this little errand. Brilliant. If you can convince me why the police inspector had to be the one who did the chickens and he wouldn't outsource that. (laughs) But a really interesting idea. So the the chief inspector runs away. He's stopped by the guard, of course, waiting by the south gate. And then he runs back and hits the walking stick. And uh, it's really quite remarkable. And in a future conversation, uh, he explains that the reason why he's so good at detective work is he sees the world as it should be. And therefore, when you look at it through that lens, the things that are aberrant are really easy to spot. But we're told there is only right and wrong and nothing in between. I have a feeling you have a fact you're going to tell me.
1: Uh, yeah, apparently it was the film Underwater. Horror sci-fi film twenty twenty that used the twentieth century Fox logo for the last time. How
0: disappointing! Yeah. Uh, Although
1: again, it was used again in the film. Um, oh, I've just lost my thing. It was used again in another film on the actual credits, but all of the all of its like advertising and stuff had had studios on it. So it's almost as if they'd forgotten to take Fox out and put studios in on the actual credits when oh, they okay. ran the film. By credits, you mean the
0: the, the title, title card? The title card, yeah, okay. sorry, yeah or a studio identification card yeah that's the one Um, and so then we've got The Empty Man that was that film Oh no! Excellent, an empty fact it was. Uh, so then we have <laughs> for someone who likes to like go. And now we're going to introduce all the principal players. This film sucked for this because I kept having to go. I'm sorry, I got a pause because mm-hmm. I kept typing because this film just was like, should we reveal things in a natural way? No, screw it, just stunt bang, casting, bang bang bang, stunt casting and lazy exposition. That's <laughs> what we're going to do, do with lie. this film.
2: I had IMDb open when we got to this oh. point, So I need because. One, the credits are, like, in appearance orders, sort of, so I'm like, okay, this will sort of, like, pace it for me so I can know who's who. No. But I also had an ad break, like, halfway through the introduction,
0: so I was able to <laughs> pace myself. So we meet. Uh, let's talk about Dr. Arbuthnot first, played by, and, and Georgia didn't get this until the end credits, Ew. Leslie Odom Jr. Leslie
3: Odom yeah! Jr. Yeah.
0: He's always wanted to be in the room where it happened that's true, true. <laughs> so he's got his wish uh this is his first major movie role after starring in his tony winning performance as aaron burr in hamilton never of course of, of course ethan and i would review one night in miami which he wins an oscar for best original song i think so i'm gonna check he, that i'm, I'm certain that the, the song wins and he it was nominated for best supporting actor i'm also certain yeah i that
2: think that's that. where i'm getting my my paths crossed yep
0: um, he needs to be in London to see a patient we find out at the same time we meet Mary Debenham played by Daisy Ridley this would be the governess yeah. Georgia did you recognize that this was Ray from the Star Wars movies
1: no I did not <laughs> and now you've said it I go oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's her she's just got to be fair
0: hair. the costume's a bit different yeah. the hair it's the hair upon meeting Daisy Ridley for the first time Johnny Depp asked her if she was in Star Wars, to which Ridley said yes. Depp said he, he told her he hadn't seen the movie yet but planned on watching it because he was a big Peter Cushing fan. This would be because Peter Cushing had been digitally recreated for Rogue One. <laughs> so Daisy Ridley really politely explained she wasn't in that film. She was in the, the big, you'd think the bigger deal. I'm in the new trilogy. Yeah, yeah. To which point Johnny said, oh, and walked away. <laughs> Uh, he
2: was nominated for the Oscar, but he didn't win. For song? Yeah. What one for best song? I'm going to see. Please do. Um,
0: 2021 Oscars. Yeah. Well, it's the same year, but he was nominated yeah. for his acting. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm our, trying. Our buff knot then feels free on the water. and Soul. Oh, really? That won best song? Uh, Score.
2: Wait. It's score is not the best same. original yeah, I'm, I'm having a song. moment that <laughs> fight for you by her
0: i don't know if i can trust anything ethan's saying fight right for now. you
2: by her i've never heard of this song i don't know what it said okay from the original <laughs> motion picture judas and the black messiah oh uh, okay
0: uh our buff not oh he said feels free in the water mary wishes she could enjoy it but not till it's over, and then nothing can touch us. Like, this is, like, introductory, let's make sure we have something. For Hercule Poirot, who's already, like, red or male. They had a scene, yeah. I've skipped, where they're sitting side by side, and he's like, oh, you're a governess, because you got chalk on your yep. right sleeve, and, you know, I figured you're not a cartographer. Yep. Which was a nice little scene, but then let's something, like, really cryptic right in front of Poirot, and we're not going to freak out about it. <laughs> like, this is just, and it was like, what should we do it's like not till it's over then we'll be free it's like like whisper <laughs> she knows the poirot she's met poirot to be fair
1: he isn't she knows in the who same she scene, is, is she knows who she
0: is and she knows who they are he's in
1: the boat though he's not like actually out on the i'd deck be yet. like
0: but he's the great I, i'd be going before you say anything else her cool poirot's on board We lock it down. (laughs) Stop. No, no. Stop. Stop. Stop.
2: The only way this could be more unsubtle is if she was like, don't forget, tonight will be to
0: die for. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) We're going to kill him. oh um, dear. then we go and we meet mr book i like mr book
1: which one is mr book
0: well he's the one who wants a room where he can have an argument where they'll make up after oh, 20 yes. minutes or, or at least i will and he goes i think she's a prostitute and she is oh, no,
1: i think it was it was a it was a joke wasn't it he said i'll uh we'll come to an agreement he said or oh at least, at least I, I will, will. yeah which is, it's a funny joke
0: Yeah, a prostitute he's being very cavalier about it he's your typical he's the rich boy who's running the show he's here to live life he's a heathen is what he is yeah Yeah.
2: but
1: quite proudly so
0: yep he's also like an audience um like sort of an
2: audience what are they called surrogate surrogate yeah because of uh poirot tells him everything since they're good buddies even if it's like the most it's drunken exposition but it makes
0: sense almost for his character i'm not gonna say it's a surrogate as much as you know how you have like accountability buddies Mm. yeah this is like an exposition buddy yeah (laughs) what's your rule you're the guy i'm gonna talk to which they would just abandon half of the film and just have him talk to empty rooms wherever he's beside
1: or just 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 look and then then mr book is left just looking around yeah and staring this is
2: hercule poirot he's my best friend but i don't care what he does and he doesn't care that i like loads of sex i'm a
0: hedonist i'll tell you what because i have to talk about this maybe throughout i'll have to The cinematography in this is beyond ambitious. Yeah. And there are moments where the cinematography is outstanding. Mm -hmm. There's a shot of Poirot when he's looking over freshly cooked bread, which (laughs) is a beautiful shot. And the key word that I would have for Mr. Branagh in his follow-up to this, because this was fine, restraint. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it (laughs) but this was this was lovely
1: there were some lovely long shots in this film
0: um and then we meet uh we because all of a sudden now poirot's vacation which he's been looking forward to he's going to eat bread and just sit and watch the world go by and that's going to be eliminated now because there's been a murder a murder so they need him on the orient express
1: yes to get to wherever it is that he's going yep
0: And so Mr. Book's like, well, I can help you out with that. You'll get a first class ticket and yadda yadda. You'll be three days free of care, concern, and crime. (laughs) Ha 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 ha, because we know a murder is going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. And so they get on the board. And so then we start meeting characters like just rapid fire.
1: Ding, 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 ding.
0: So once they're on the uh, boat, we learn, we see, um, on the train, sorry, we see, John Cassetti. Sorry, Yay. well we know him as Edward Ratchet. Yeah. Um played by Johnny Depp.
1: And I know, to which I went is that Johnny Depp? You did
0: better than usual on this one. <laughs> I did. I he got did. two people. You <laughs> did. Um, I'll tell you what. One day Johnny Depp showed up on set several hours late and hungover. Kenneth Branagh proceeded to dress him down in front of the crew, saying, "I expect all my actors to be on time and well prepared. If this is too difficult for you, I have no problem finding another actor." Depp showed up early every day after this. Wow.
1: I mean, yeah, fair. I mean, sometimes people do need to be reminded their place, don't they? I mean not, he's
0: only in the film for 15 minutes. There's not a lot of directors who can get away with this. No. Um yeah. yeah, Branagh.
1: To Johnny Depp as well. Yeah, yeah you
0: want me to get kind a of Branagh film? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise Johnny Depp's bigger than almost any director you're going to put him in front of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so um, we, we get this. We also meet his secretary, Hector McQueen, played by Josh Gad, who you also picked up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, you know what? If they could have they could have had him making a snowman at one point, that would have been a great subtle. Don't draw attention to it. Just, just have him in, in the background, with the making avalanche. a yeah, snowman, yeah. making the best of a situation.
2: My only thing about the behind the scenes of this film that I know is that um, every so often Josh Gabb would just film Daisy Ridley and pest her with Star Wars questions, and that was
0: like the running joke of how I knew that film was actually in production. <laughs> uh, Josh Gabb was the only member of the cast to have actually ridden on the Orient Express. Very cool. Oh. Yeah, so Kenneth Branagh was allowed to go on the train, but he didn't. It wasn't like on a, on a journey. Moving, yeah. yeah. Uh, big screens of animations of moving landscapes were installed on the set to create the visual effect of a moving train. I guess similar, Ethan, to what happens on the set of the Mandalorian and that sort of universe. Yeah, with the volume because that's yeah. all just like a, ma- a massive screen. Yeah, uh, Josh Gad would got motion sickness from this. I think <laughs> I would. To be fair, I would. I totally yeah. would. Mm. Uh, i'm good with
1: actual movement but like simulated nope
0: as ethan says in between filming josh gad interrogated and annoyed daisy ridley several times in an attempt to get her to answer his questions about star wars episode eight the last jedi (laughs) he should have asked her if it sucked filming the reactions with his smartphone i know i'm looking forward to like seven years from now when we can finally talk about it (laughs) several cast members took part in it including Judy Dench, Penelope Cruz, Chris Pratt. I don't know what Chris Pratt was doing in it. And Star Wars he must have been just visiting the set. And Mm -hmm. Star Wars Episode 7 director JJ Abrams. The videos can all be found on Gad's Facebook and Instagram.
1: That's funny. (laughs)
0: Uh a fist fight breaks out on the train, and they don't address this for an hour. Yeah. A guy I, yeah, is kicking everybody until this. a lady comes out and calms him down. A photographer takes a picture of the skirmish, realizes he's been seen, and then smashes his own camera, which was a funny was joke. Funny. Uh, Poirot, um, there's no first class bunks, so they bump a guy called Harris who hasn't shown up yet on, within half an hour. Uh, see, it's important to be on time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just if anybody's listening out there. Um, Poirot is then put in number three, and we're told that three is unlucky Mm -hmm. by Poirot. It's also the magic number. Yeah, but three is unlucky in Shakespearean. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. That's That's why why three witches, witches. and they say everything three times, and there's three prophecies. Uh, Poirot then bumps into... Michelle Pfeiffer. Everyone. <laughs> well, he bumps up Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, you know, um, she showed up several months in advance in order to construct the hair and wardrobe for her character.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like if there's a biggest character of everybody not named Hercule Poirot, it's her, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. She is, so, she yeah. is more of a She's the matriarch. Journey, yeah. Yeah. And she's this flighty, ditzy headed, kind of says like her own character description. Everybody says that I'm just here hunting for a husband, but I promise you it's not that. But she, it kind
1: he, of is. <laughs> she
0: read her character's description instead of like her actual lines. Yeah.
1: You know when you do like a murder mystery and you get like a character yeah. description for your part? Yeah. <laughs> she, said that,
0: she said that loud as her first line. Yeah. <laughs> there is a great. This is a, this is one that I do like though, because when they, it's a walk and talk. But the whole time we are in the walk and talk, they're doing. They're doing it in the train, but we're outside the train following yeah, along through yeah. the windows. That was another nice show. It's like someone went, you know what? The cinematography is really, really good in this. And he went, well, I got to find more. <laughs> <laughs> There's more things I can do here. Um, And so I, uh, Poirot then introduces himself to Mr. McQueen and informs them that they're bunkies, as he puts it. Which is adorable. And then we also meet really, really quickly Princess Natalia Dragomiroff. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize her?
1: I did, and I thought it was Judy Dench, but I couldn't remember her name. Okay, like, yeah. I was going. I know who that is, but I couldn't pick the name. What up. do you know
0: Judy Dench from? I don't.
1: Everything. I think she's just yeah. I'm, just trying, to think, an I'm icons, trying to think of what, what,
0: what you know her from. Or what she, Bond. What she'd been in. No, did you watch A Bond? That yeah, Bond, you were here yeah, for Bond. She's M. Yeah. Shazam, yeah. Uh, and we also meet Hildegard Schmidt, her her assistant. Do you recognize her? I do, Yay. but I couldn't couldn't place her. It's Olivia <laughs> Coleman. Oh. Oscar winning, Olivia Oscar Cop. winner, Olivia, she's Oscar ev- nominated as she's well. In, she's in, she's not nominated again this year. She's just everywhere. Yeah. She, no one has or had or a better three years year? than she, she, she play has. Played the Queen for a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, in the Crown. Yep, and she also won an Oscar for playing a Queen, not that Queen, a Queen in the favorite. Mm. I've not seen yeah. that. It's really weird. American. That's probably the genesis it's for the podcast. It's, it's a shame Liam's not here because it's probably the genesis for the podcast. Is Liam and I went and saw the favorite and we watched it. Uh, yeah. And we went, huh. <laughs> and we sort of sat and faced each other. And I sort of, we sort of just talked our way through what we'd just seen to see if we liked it or not. And yeah. I, I went, I do. But man, there's some weird choices in that. A lot of fisheye lens.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I recognised her face, but didn't couldn't place her. And Olivia I made
0: Coleman, I mean.
2: of getting that for my mum for Christmas because she was like, "Oh, this looks cool," and then we watched it on Christmas Day. Yeah, you don't want to watch that with your mum. That was buddy. an awful yeah. decision. Yeah,
0: yeah. Amy, uh, not Amy Adams, Emma Stone. Emma great so- in yeah. that. As is who's yeah. the other woman? um oh. oh God,
2: I can't remember. She also
0: got nominated for an Oscar, so
2: excellent, excellent. I will check.
0: Oh dear God, what are you going to come back with on this one? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Amy Adams. It was Chris great.
0: Pratt. Yeah. uh uh ratchet then gets a note that says you better watch yourself and he wants to know who said who sent this and he just goes i couldn't say sir and this is his uh butler or valet oh i had his name down and have i lost it the man
1: uh, with white hair
0: yeah it's a shame i've lost it uh jacoby derek jacoby david jacoby oh, uh
2: derek jacoby
0: derek one jacoby of, one of do the
2: doctor who masters Oh, was all right yeah, he's the one that, re- like, the old man before he re- turns into Johnson.
0: Oh, so, yeah, I know who he is. He's the guy yeah, with, the, with, yeah. with, like, the broken clock, and they're like, what's that yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, very, wow. Um, and Olivia Coleman, ritual-wise. of course, Olivia Coleman, of course, was, you know, random hospital patient number four in Matt Smith's episode. The biggest, mist-
2: like, the biggest casting mistake. The biggest of Doctor- waste
0: <laughs> of, like, yeah. be- the- the- they've had a best-, <laughs> a best actress winner on Doctor Who, and they just made her some <laughs> random... <laughs>
2: that's brilliant
0: oh she's not even like the monster of the week she's at like the second like manifestation of the monster of the week
2: it's like <laughs> when they got Ian McKellen and he was sinister voice too yeah in the Christmas special but and that's, and that's probably him point. just going
0: into a studio and just going I got five minutes you yeah. know what I mean um what else do we have here we've got um so then we have this little scene with Kenneth Branagh and, not Kenneth Branagh with Johnny Depp and Michelle Pfeiffer where she goes uh if those eyes linger any longer I'll have to charge rent and he goes, oh, I'll pay. And it's just lots of problems. A lot of men have a look, but not everyone can do something about it. Now when you know what what the actual end story is here. Oh, he mm. will pay. She shows like incredible restraint though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um and then he leaves and then uh she flirts with Poirot mm-hmm. before they head to bed.
1: Not together. Separate beds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean a very
1: <laughs> different story. <laughs> Murder. A very, in, the, oh, a, very
0: yeah. incon- <laughs> a very, inconsiderate bunky. He would be. <laughs> uh, morning time. We get some more glorious camera work of uh, the train as it goes through the mountains, and uh, we also see a glorious mustache cover on Kenneth Bradnell's face. I got an
1: actual giggle out of me. Yeah, it was good.
0: Um, and he's woken up, and Poirot was told you're being bumped up to first class. We found a broom for you. Uh, which which is all true with 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 the novel. Uh, there'll be a lot of times I won't be able to say that in this movie, so I'm going <laughs> to say that I now. I can think someone of, had of a massive off, scene at a stop yeah. or
1: something, not they? Huh? I think someone had gotten off at a stop or something.
0: Yeah. So he was going to get books because books was taking someone else's. Yes. Yeah. Because it's unusual. It shouldn't be full in the winter time. Why? There's no yeah. views to watch, right? Um, and so we also meet. Uh, well, everyone's getting free champagne, but it's turned down by. Pilar Estevados, played by Penelope Cruz, who for the rest Mm. of this film I will refer to as Penelope Cruz, Um, she replaces in the the book uh, a Swedish nurse called Greta Olsen. I assume they're trying to provide a more diverse cast of characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Arbuthnot, for instance, was not black in the original uh, book or in the original uh, film so it's them trying to add some stuff and i felt for the most part with dr arbuthnot let me rephrase this i thought the changes made in regards to the ethnicity of the character were good changes i don't want to yeah. say that every change made with dr arbuthnot's a good change because it's not <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of changes they made
2: there's like three i can already think of that are- pinging around
0: my brain and then what's pinging around my brain is um we go to uh books so books sits down with um branna uh with 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 poirot and they're very polite they're like madam madam he just like bow to everybody on this train they sit down and all of a sudden books like oh i like it a bunch of strangers all pressed together in the same place with anonymity and the shared purpose, just that we're going to point A to point B, and then you got the rocking. <laughs> i <laughs> didn't say it like that Constant, but that's basically it's basically yeah. what he's referred to it's like this guy is just um, he was
1: absolutely saying i would like to have sex with most of these women in here just because no one will ever see each other again and it's rocking
0: he is the lando calrissian of <laughs> and this is his millennium falcon you know what i mean i did enjoy him <laughs> he was, uh, he was the, the problem is that once the plot like happens yeah there's, there's really no he, he just turns into a well, what, what does that mean That's generally who he turned into.
2: It's like if you watch a Panto and Buttons is there, but then they're like, we're going to change the pace real quickly and turn this into (laughs) a drama. drama.
0: Buttons goes somewhere else. And Buttons just turns into like the lab assistant.
2: (laughs) He's behind you, Barrow.
0: We meet Gerhard Hardeman, played by Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, did you recognize him?
1: He's Willem Dafoe's in Spider-Man. Yeah, he was Green Goblin. i excited yes. seeing yeah.
0: him. Uh, he doesn't want to sat with our because our buthnot is black. And he talks about, look at white wine, look at red wine, both fine on their own. But if you mix them, you ruin both. To which point Daisy Ridley puts them together and says, I like a nice rosé. Mm-hmm which is true you actually sit there and you go oh white wine red wine like i don't like the metaphor but he's got a point that he makes you go. wait no he doesn't have a point people do like rosé it's it's, it's, (laughs) it's a thing um and this is where ratchet then makes his move and uh he goes over to poirot uh says i want to uh, talk to you about uh, a proposition um poirot's in for it if he can have some of the some of the dessert we find out ratchet's got a few enemies and it's down to fake carpets he's selling silk that isn't really silk and they're coming to get him yep um and poirot turns the job down he says oh i get it you say no to my dirty money he goes no i say no to you
1: and your face i do
0: not like your face yeah (laughs) yeah there we go um the cake scene uh between poirot and ratchet was filmed over a day and a half
3: wow really
0: (laughs) movies are hard man that's a lot of cake I'll tell you what, um, Sir Kenneth Branagh um, said he was amazed at how Johnny Depp, direct quote, is absolutely unafraid of a world most actors live in fear of, which is eating on screen. Yeah. Because it required <laughs> numerous bites of cake. And yeah. how many different, uh, well, I want to know, so I don't have it. How many of those cakes got taken out there? Yeah. Because you can't, well, one. No. No. Nah
1: because then, then like, for the second, well, once they've had to one mean. bite of it yeah. you've then gotta if you have to retake you've got to have a different cake but it's got to already have had that bite out of it so like, i would not want to be the continuity person
0: on that and ratchet says he's in danger and he wants help and of course we're all really surprised to hear poirot turn him down but he says i catch criminals i do not work for them which was a nice line flash forward to that evening uh poirot is reading dickens and giggling and i like this as a choice the fact that he's so delighted
1: he and he goes oh dickens yeah. He absolutely it's tell two cities that he's reading is it yeah
0: oh i tried to read that in uni i didn't find it funny at all um <laughs> there is something that breaks and so he pokes his head outside and the steward or conductor if you will checks on ratchet <laughs> i'm sorry we hear in a voice that's not even remotely believable <laughs> that everything's okay and uh, everyone then goes to bed, including Poirot. He puts forgets that Dickens was a thing, and that he's having such a good time. He's Ooh, like, so he
1: doesn't <laughs> put his mustache cover on.
0: No, he doesn't. Yeah. It's twelve thirty-five. Maybe the maybe the covers just for when he's sharing a room, and he's like, I don't want someone's spit landing in my uh, <laughs> guess so. in my mustache. Um, and so um, there's then a bell, and Poirot checks on that. And there's a thud, Poirot checks on that, and there's a woman in a kimono who runs by and Poirot is getting frustrated, and then we have some leftover video effects from Thor and there's a snow drift as a result, and the Orient Express slams to a stop, uh, which Poirot goes, are we dead, which is moderately funny, I guess. I love this point when we got to see the video game version of the murder
2: on the Orient Express. This looked awful. I'm so, no, like. Is it bad? (laughs) It's so, it's so, so bad. I thought it when I first saw it, I thought it now. It just
0: looks so bad. Uh, There's this whole subplot with Poirot saying that he was in love once, and it's this woman, Catherine, and he has her picture in a watch or a a casing of some sort. Little frame. Yeah. I think they're trying to build to like a, a character development in, like a future film to find out what this is about. But you know, it gave us another person that he could speak to. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. Oh, it's a shame we're never going to get that film either. No, probably not. No, no. Um, because people were guessing the the economics for um. The, the the second film which is just out now is going to be killed by the pandemic and by some of the comments made by and that really you probably shouldn't have waited five years yeah yeah i forgot about this grant i think That's it's, the it's been pushed yeah. back because of because of covid yeah
2: plus there's another murder mystery film coming out set on a boat this year as well that people are actually excited for with knives out too
0: well, oh, there we I know it was on a boat, so there we go. Yeah. I'm
1: on a boat.
0: And, and it's so going it fast, fast, and, and we I'm found not a not knife a in the back of the tax man. <laughs> 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 I needed something that fit. <laughs> <laughs> um and so um we hear a oh we did that already. Uh Paul, oh, Paul's picture of Catherine Brakes, we said that already. So we then move to a, a shot and the, the Orient Express is is derailed. And I don't mind and they use this a lot in the middle half of this middle half, in the middle act of this movie. Um, where they do like this giant pan tilt where you'd be above the train and then the crane would obviously come down and then would be underneath all in one shot without breaking it. I didn't mind this they, th- the first time because the train was at a standstill and you're just establishing here's the problem with the Orient Express. It's on
1: its side. It's yeah. an
0: establishing shot. It lets me know what the rules of the game are now. Yeah. yeah. The first time I see it. <laughs> Um and then uh, we find out the Orient Express is derailed. Everybody's upset about missing their connections, but like everyone's like, oh man, I gotta get to London. Oh, I've got this thing in 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 like Austria. I've got to get to. Oh man, I had tickets to this thing. And then Penelope Cruz is like, the devil lives in the places where we want to go. <laughs> <And> you're like, <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> we are not to decide if we uh, get to our destination. If, if I'm safely. one of the other ones, I'm like.
0: Could you try playing at about 50 levels cooler than you are right now? (laughs) We've got the greatest guy at deducing things ever. And you're like anybody could find you. Guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I'm feeling really guilty. It's it's baby Armstrong.
1: I feel like (laughs) stabbing someone.
0: (laughs) And then we go to an overhead shot as they go to find uh, Ratchet. Ratchet doesn't come out yet. They want to make sure he's okay. Um... Poirot's outside with the conductor, and he feels it underneath a door, and you can hear the sound of cold air coming through. So Poirot uses his walking stick, which is this week's magic doohickey. Oh yeah, absolutely. What does the stick do? What do you need it to do? It, it is the sonic screwdriver. It basically, does whatever he needs it and to does do. Does
1: he need it to walk? No.
0: no. <laughs> can we um, talk about the choice of camera here. Well, I've got here. It's called the. Uh, it, it's an overhead shot the whole time. Yeah, I was going to say bird's eye, but that works the same. And they, yeah, yeah, basically, and so, yeah. and it's straight down. So it's not even like super high up look at it's like straight down, and they walk in, but when they walk into the room, we can't see what they see, so it makes Cassetti's body a bit of an enigma at this point, yeah, and we hear about you know they get our our knot, and he comes in, that's also a long take right mm-hmm. and we we hear him say oh it's uh it's really hard to say it's almost like uh at times they're con- control, but other times they're uh they're like violently going for it. It's yeah. a bit weird. Uh, I can't really estimate if they're left or right-handed, but the best guess is, I don't know, died somewhere between midnight and two, which is important because the, the clock they found has been stopped at like one fifteen. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right in there. And the steward goes, hey, well, I was on guard all night. No one came in.
3: Yeah.
0: And you're like, whoa, this feels really, really quite, okay, I don't know how this happened. Uh, According to Kenneth Branagh, certain colleagues voiced concern while filming the overhead scene, revealing the body and the myriad of clues, which just comes back in the second part of the movie as well, Uh, because he wasn't shooting any coverage or close-ups for any of it. He wasn't interested in CSI-like close-ups. He said, I wanted to offer this up in the big screen format, all the things. They're there in the picture, so the watch is still there. The wounds are still there. Johnny Depp's face is still there. It's probably a little bit more so when we come back to it in a moment. But, yeah, that's kind of what he was going for. Hmm. I'm wrong. I appreciate ambition. I mm-hmm. do. And I'm really torn, Ethan. If I'm being honest here, is yeah. this film a film of great cinematography? Yeah. Is this film a film with ambitious cinematography? Yeah. Does this film is it self indulgent? Yeah. So where do I land on this? I don't know. Because I
2: yeah I feel this because I was I was writing this as uh, as I was watching was like the Poirot movies are a film you can really stylize to make visually interesting because for a lot of it it is. What can you continue to show to the audience and tell the audience, with them being interested and not having it sort of meander, and having it be visually interesting this way is great. But then there are points where I go, this isn't the the choice that you should make yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, George, what was your perspective as someone who's not necessarily studying film, you know, for any sort of real, you know, what I mean? You watch them yeah, on yeah. a bit more of a I like to watch films kind of level. So what mm. was what was that like for you here?
1: can't say i really noticed this shot
0: really yeah
1: i like i noticed it's so the,
0: your like face. it's like it's like right up the, like in the corridor yeah and they're like right above the corridor
1: a... yeah i didn't shooting I didn't find down it, on their
0: heads oh okay. i didn't
1: find it particularly egregious i didn't find it particularly anything it was just uh, another shot okay so like i yeah i didn't pay attention to this shot there were some shots i did pay attention to but this one didn't strike me as anything other than he's showing you the whole room which i quite liked
0: okay And so um, Book is trying to convince Poirot to help solve the case. And he goes, I don't want to solve the case. And he goes, look, I mean, everything, you know, what's going to happen is they're going to blame either Marquez because of his surname or they're going to blame Arbuthnot because of his skin color. Is that what you want? And he goes, well, and it works. And he's like the hype man. He's like, you are Hercule Poirot. He's like, I am Hercule Poirot. Uh, and then so Poirot addresses the train, and McQueen, um, he figures the Cassetti's, he's, he's like, he's dead. He's like, they got him. He's like, oh, you're assuming it was murder. And he goes, well, he had enemies, so yeah, I'm assuming they got him. Uh, Hubbard, at this point, goes, someone was in my room last night. <laughs> um, and, and he goes, well, I'm going to take the case. And they go, why you? And he turns around, finds the camera, looks down the barrel, and goes, because my name is Hercule Poirot. And I'm probably the greatest detective in the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which, although, did remind me of the, uh, the, all the commercials for Carlsberg, which is, like, probably the best
0: beer in the world. So. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> which you went to Denmark and didn't do anything with Carlsberg.
1: No, because the Carlsberg factory was closed.
0: You could have at least, like, taken a half pint. I don't like it. Put a little bit of lemonade in it.
1: I don't like You're in Denmark. Emily drank some. There you, go. Oh, there
2: you go. you know what that is totally a uh, like a trailer line. My name is Haku Poirot, and I'm probably the greatest. Oh, I, I was in thinking that's work.
0: exactly what this this line is here yeah. for. This line is here for a for a trailer. Yeah. I'm the greatest. Br- 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 boom. Murder br- on the Orient Express. Boom. Who a is going to s- s- film? Someone's been murdered. Who is going to solve the mystery? I'm Hoku
2: Poirot. Yes.
0: Everyone is told to go to their compartments and stay there. I'm, I swear and I heard them, them say do. that. Yeah. And they all just yeah. hang out in the dining car for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Except for Poirot, because he's going, you know what needs to happen here? I need to walk on top of a train.
1: Which is completely unnecessary. Why do you need
0: to walk on top of the train, Hercule? I don't know. I just he do. saw
1: the Polar Express and was like, I want to walk on top <sighs> oh, of a train.
0: Are you going to make it visually interesting? Branagh really did walk on top of an actual train. Um, and despite the addition of a safety wire, he found it properly terrifying. Uh, for, and the age of the actor is mentioned, so I can't, you'll have to do that, that one actor by yourself. <laughs> we got lots for the age game, I'm guessing today. Yeah. Uh, we find out that Mr. Book is the only one who sleeps in a different compartment and it's locked. I mean, this train acts like everybody on every other compartment.
1: Couldn't have possibly have been well, anywhere else. Doesn't exist. Yeah.
0: No. Couldn't have got through a door, couldn't have climbed through a window.
1: Yeah, I was really confused because I was like they keep saying how like the train is full and all these things but you only see really like 12 14 people the entire film and I'm like Because
0: you lock it down from, from from the other compartment, yeah, so you can't I mix okay. them.
1: But like what are you doing with the other people? Man? Like at least like show me like a shot of like walking if you're going to do a long shot walk me through the entire rest of the train and just have people gossiping about why they've stopped no, yeah. and like
0: But I mean, how, many how many characters how many characters you want me to to figure out this oh, no, movie?
1: nothing like no no actual characters just extras right. like something so that i'm aware that there is actually other people on the train this, but you got
2: kitchen stuff yeah
0: yeah you had a small bit where some of the people who are shoveling the snow were like come on we need to go that's about as yeah. much as you got yeah um this begins the interrogation sequence in the film and every actor who was interrogated they shot their scene on the first day they were on set that's clever so you get these sort of newness
1: yeah I like kind that. of feelings
0: out of it um michelle pfeiffer whose first day on set was the scene in which mrs hubbard reports to poirot there'd been a man in her room loved the idea thought it was great which actually makes me go well hang on it makes me want to say that i think michelle pfeiffer is a good actress but then we, we get to the end of the movie and i'm going to disagree entirely
2: <laughs> we get to the end of the <laughs> movie good, and i'm here to
0: hear you say oh, so we get to yeah. the end
1: of the movie and i go what is Liam on about?
0: <laughs> it was never her acting ability. <laughs> Liam was no, intrigued no. by...
1: but even the Oh, other, come other on. It's, it's
0: been 40 years. I mean...
1: But he'd still be... He'd oh, he still would. Be doing he it. would, because because
0: Because Liam... So Liam, everything's 20 years in the past. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, when you get to, you get to like my age and Liam's age, like, you look in the mirror and you don't see how you look now. You probably see how you think you looked 20 years ago. And you're always chasing that. And therefore the people who you fancied when you were young, you still have to kind of fancy as you age or else it means you're getting old too. (laughs) However, I got no problem looking and going, man, she (laughs) looks (laughs) right. Like, this is with like a professional like hair and makeup team.
1: Yeah, when she takes off,
0: oh. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it. So, uh, so while Michelle Pfeiffer loved the idea, Penelope Cruz greatly resisted it. Mm. So maybe not Mm. as confident.
1: Not as confident, not as comfortable with...
0: One should, on one. it's like they told everybody else you're in a murder mystery movie and they said to her you're in the ring,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you are the ring girl.
0: <laughs> um, so we interrogate McQueen played by Josh Gad uh, he's like yeah I just I I arranged his travel I ordered a steak now, no one's ever had as much steak as this guy's ever had he knew there were people against Ratchet and then this is where they say well now I have to go talk to oh and he like lays in some little like anti he's okay with black people but he's got an issue with hispanic people yeah yeah you see don't judge your skin color he goes what skin color now I do appreciate an actor who's okay like like Leo in Django who's willing to play a racist character I quite like that yeah, As an actor Because it'd be really tempting To go No I don't want to do that I'm afraid of what it'll do For my brand or my image
1: Especially as someone Who is often playing Very like yeah. Comedic children's parts As well Do
0: you want to build a snowman There's no snow in Mexico kids <laughs> want... <laughs> Like it's just like Whoa Do you want
1: to build a snowman Only if it's white did, like... <laughs> what, like
0: Did Olaf really just go there Yeah Like there Because in Frozen 2 There is that like Black character Who's like yeah. Captain of the guard Yeah yeah But yeah. I still don't know There's no Hispanics there no, maybe not. no 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 what's, what's with olaf man i don't know <laughs> yeah. what's going on here and we go back to that overhead shot again and this is where we see the wounds and ratchet and all that stuff and an initial initialed handkerchief with an h on it here is my question the handkerchief has to be a plant right
1: yes yeah. they have to have planted like all of this stuff right but so otherwise- why do you
0: plant a handkerchief that points to any of them is it just to build confusion maybe because he's he's actually able to like link it to like he helps solve the case using it
2: how much of this doesn't happen if michelle pfeiffer doesn't go there was a man in my room maybe it's someone on board like immediately point to other people it's the stupidest thing i remember motive makes no sense well the motive makes total sense so it's in the motive to like the motive
0: of saying, oh, there was this thing implanting because well, they
1: were going to do this whole thing, but no, they didn't expect a detective to be on board. Yeah,
0: or of a train to stop. Yeah. So if it goes to its next stop, you know, people get on and off the train, yeah. and they find the body in the morning. He got off in the middle of the night, as long as we give conflicting reports. Yeah. So all they're trying to do is give as many conflicting reports as they can under the hope that he doesn't assume that more than one person is doing this together.
1: Yeah. Which spoilers? (laughs) Yeah, they are.
0: (laughs) There's a note in the ashtray, and we there is a strong blood on your hand. You will die, and this is where Poirot uh, says that I know. (laughs) Books beside him for a minute, so he's like, "Let's get some information to the audience." I know his real name; it is Cassetti, and it's like, "How does he figure this out?" We're not told. Is
1: this just? Is this why he doesn't like his face because he knows who he is?
0: He knew he was Cassetti from the start.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, we could have been. It could have done with a, a slight. Not, not maybe even in line, but a slight insinuation that that was why he did that. But. I, don't,
0: I don't know. I think I know what it is. The 1974 version of this only runs about 15 minutes longer, but it feels so much more thorough in character yeah. development right, okay. and in plot development as opposed to this, where like things weren't given any sort of a beat for the audience to figure out where we were now before moving on to the next thing. No. You jump around so much and like I'm... And again,
2: I'm, kind of, I'm almost thankful for ads because I get some breathing rooms go, okay, okay, we're yeah. here,
0: we've learned this, oh. I think. And so we get told, and there was another name, Armstrong, and we get told about Daisy Armstrong and how it was a baby who was taken from her crib as she slept. The family paid the ransom, but then the baby was still murdered. Uh, The mother of the dead baby, something I never thought I'd say on the pod, was with child (laughs) and then went into premature labor, and both the mother and daughter died. John Armstrong, the husband um, slash father.
1: Rights to Poirot.
0: Rights to Poirot, but Poirot couldn't get there in time before he puts a bullet into his own chest or something like that. Yeah. And so he goes... Daisy's Armstrong's blood is on your hands. You will die for it. That was what was written on the note, which should have been like a big deal. And it wasn't.
1: Yeah. I was just confused because I was like, I don't think that's how reburning paper works, for one thing. <laughs> and then I was just like,
0: even okay. Doctor Who's going, you can't just talk your way and wibbly wobbly your way through this, you know? You actually have to have some <laughs> proof for what's going on. And then I was
1: really confused because they then spend the rest of it like being like, Cassetti did this thing. But uh, uh, why? Why did he do this thing?
0: Well, I can't believe I'm well, saying. Why this. Why did he the kill- Doctor Who audio why Express episode is a bit clever. Well, uh, he steals the baby to get the ransom money.
1: Yeah, but then why does he kill the
0: baby? Because he's evil.
1: Well, that, that's a he's good, a bad
0: you, yeah. man. Because here's what: for this movie to make sense, you have to have a villain so evil it justifies the decision that Poirot makes at the end.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess, but it just it just felt like there needed to be some sort of he's a mon- why, he's a why that family? Why
2: he's a monster? What's a, what's a, an awful, terrible cause that everyone can all rally well, around together to get rid of? There is going to be a link,
0: though. And Agatha Christie based this Armstrong story on the Lindbergh kidnapping and murder of 1932. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. like There's like a baby Lindbergh. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, oh, no. I, the
2: second you saw I was like, oh, a Lin- yeah. the Lindbergh baby. Yeah. In this think movie, the fictitious
0: there. Colonel Armstrong's wife, Sonia Goldberg-Armstrong, and her family are Jewish. On the flip side, Charles A. Lindbergh was very anti-Semitic. And in the late 1930s <laughs> and into the 40s, he was a Nazi sympathizer who vir- vir- virulently? I don't know what that word means. Vierently. Huh? Vierently. Virulently. Huh? Virulently. Virulently. Oh, I don't know. Uh, opposed U.S. entry into World War II. Oh. So that's not aged well. No. But there is the idea about the baby who was taken and the whole country was like, what has happened? Mm-hmm. Bring back, you know, bring, where is the Lindbergh baby? And then it was a similar situation. Where is Madeline
1: McCann? Mm.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. We just had a flicker here. So we have 30. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask. I thought I saw something go, yep. I had one earlier in the day, too. So far, so good. Uh, we we had to start late because Ethan's power went out for a bit. So Yeah. We, Is we, uh, it units. Storm Franklin now? No, it's Storm Franklin today. So what you've been listening to, we've been chopping every 30 minutes and stopping <laughs> and restarting so we don't lose it. Because as we found out with the... Uh, uh, best Musicals round Roundtable with Georgia. If this roadcaster loses power, you lose everything you were recording.
1: I don't know what you're on
0: about. <laughs> <Okay>. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, she, we interview um, uh, Linda Hubbard. Uh, she accosts her cool Poirot. Uh, and we found out that the door between her bunk and ratchet was unlatched. And it's supposed to be latched. And she says, I told you there was a man in my in my bunk. And he goes, and besides, you saw that rather frank overture he made towards me. At which point it's like she was clearly flirting with him to go I ahead and saying, make a move.
1: Uh, yeah, no, you were encouraging So me. here's
0: my thing. I loved Michelle Pfeiffer as this character. Yeah. I thought yeah. this character was great. Because she was like. It's a bit of a caricature, but I loved yeah, it. She was
1: playing both sides of it, wasn't she? I
0: loved it, though. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing that it's a facade.
2: Like, yeah, that's great. That's perfect. I can't wait to see the the real you.
0: Jeez. I wish I didn't see the real you. No, and so and um, she's also found a button and the buttons from an Orient Express conductor uniform. Um, so we interview. Oh, here it is, Edward Masterman, who played Derek. Sorry, Derek Jacoby, who played Edward Masterman. Um, lots of questions about have you been to America um he said he went once didn't care for it um we get a flashback where he speaks uh openly to um cassetti about you know yeah you'll get your coffee don't worry about it because the coffee was poisoned we didn't really talk about that yeah it drugged him so that he'd be unresponsive or not able to fight back because we know he had a gun yeah because he pulls it on Poirot early in the film and Poirot finds underneath his mattress as he sleeps Mm -hmm um and so he goes well why are you so frank now with your uh with, with your employer and we find out it's that he's uh his thyroid's gonna kill him mm-hmm. and so he's also got a toothache and when he leaves poirot says i am sorry about the toothache yeah which was like i don't know is he like is the is, is he saying toothache as a euphemism for i'm sorry you're gonna die from the yeah. thyroid yeah, i think definitely.
1: so yeah definitely. Or, sorry, or is he I'm just Ross. this
0: awkward that he's like i'm legitimately sorry for the for the toothache
1: Oh, no, it, it came across as he didn't want... Because the other guy... Because Books is in the room, isn't he, as well?
0: Oh, is he okay? Yeah,
1: so it was like a, a... I'm telling you, I'm sorry, you're about to die, but without telling everyone else what you've just told me.
0: There was a scene earlier where Cassetti... It said Cassetti yells at at uh, Derek Jacoby's character. And the most I got was just him going, do you know who did this? Do you know who did Like, this kind of like... like yeah. And apparently he sends... Um, Kenneth Branagh, back after Derek Jacobi to say, please apologize on my behalf. I don't want to yell at Derek Jacoby. <laughs> Maybe he's so nervous after being yelled at in front of the whole crew yeah. that he's like, I don't want to put a foot wrong in the rest of the movie. And then we get a montage where we interview Penelope Cruz, uh, Mr. Marquez, and Willem Dafoe. And we get snippets of information from three side characters. It's a shame they're not made out to be more. In the other movie, they were. Uh, okay. uh, Marquez swears that he's always honest and loyal. He's had moments, uh, whereas we find out that Estevados, the Penelope Cruz, has had moments of indulgences, mm-hmm. maybe in her life. Um, Hardman is pro German. He is Austrian, after all. Um, and then Estevados, we found out was the last person to see him alive, Cassetti alive, just past eleven. And she's like, "Yeah, I sleep very lightly." Once I was surprised. Never again. Can I again say, this is the one guy you don't tell anything to. <laughs> like, why are you giving him even snippets? I don't know. The film's got a film. Does she realize that he's the detective and they're trying to get away with murder? There's a whole TV show about this, how to get away with murder. Billy yeah. B. Cruz would be very bad at it. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> um marquez says he i was never a chauffeur and like why are you carrying pictures of yourselves and you with like your real personas in them
1: because they're not expecting
0: (laughs) i don't understand why take it with you you know what this trip to kill this guy's missing a picture of me as a kid in a chauffeur costume if I go to kill someone, not that I'm going to, I'm not
2: going to take my actual passport, my actual ID, and have a, a little name tag that says, "My name is Ethan. I'm actually this person, and do yeah. this, this, and this. This is
0: where I live." Um. Then we interrogate Mary Debenham for a picnic in the snow. And I will say this: the practicalities of this are stupid, but visually, <laughs> I, was, I was I was I was glad to be out of the train for a bit.
1: Who is Who is yeah. she?
0: She's Daisy Ridley. She's in grey oh, and. Daisy star, Ridley, yeah. Yeah. So, um, she's left-handed, we find out? Yes. Um, she denies knowing Dr. Arbuthnot before traveling, uh, which is, a, I feel like Maury Povich, which was a lie. Uh, she denies ever going to America, which is a lie. And she goes, you know, it seems like you've got something. She goes, to a man with a hammer, every problem is a nail. I liked it the first time I heard it. I still like it now. That's yeah. a good line. Mm. Um, and she says, "I choose to be silent." Well, okay, it's it's some it's somewhat better than what Penelope Cruz did, where she gave actual information out. But she's already given yeah. out
1: <sighs> some information, yeah. so it's a bit like, oh you, just, "Oh, you choose your lies better."
0: So then we interrogate <gasps> Princess Dragomirov and Hildegard Schmidt, um, and we find out there was a there was a connection between Dragomirov and Linda Arden. I imagine Princess Dragomirov is the only person who's not like operated under some sort of a. Uh, uh, a fake identity. Yeah, she seems yeah. she's of just some she sort. Is, yeah, yeah, because you really can't hide the fact when you're a princess. Um, and there's a between her and the stage actress Linda Arden. She's not dead, but she may as well be. Find out Daisy was her goddaughter. Felt like a bit of a uh, well, I guess it's been years, so maybe, maybe.
1: Why would mm. yeah? Why would you admit these things?
0: Oh, this is really weird. Yeah. 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 Um see in the film like sorry in the 1974 film each of the things are like pulled out yeah. after like minutes of questioning here it's like Hey, you kind it's of like look they like this. It to be Is it the case of this? Yes, that's the case. And it's like, oh, everything it, it, it was given up too easy. You know what yeah, I mean? It felt like they wanted it's, to be found out. Yeah.
2: Sitting down, going, "Hello, detective, I'm linked to this murder, yeah. <laughs> really, really closely."
0: Do you know anything about <laughs> about the Armstrong baby? Oh, the arm! Uh, what a terrible yeah. thing! When I was working with his dad, I said to him all the time, "I really feel bad about you and that kid." <laughs> You know
2: oh. About- oh, Little Daisy. Little Daisy with three freckles on her cheek. No, I never heard of her. <laughs>
0: um, he then interrogates Hildegard Schmidt, but in German. And I've just got that Olivia Coleman's German's amazing.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Schmidt claims she saw a different steward or conductor, which is brilliant because it's the red herring. And it's so much more low key than Linda Hubbard going, there's a man. There's a man in my bunk. Ah! Yeah. So, uh yeah and then uh they search all the suitcases for uniforms and kimonos and it's like literally two seconds afterwards they're like okay we've <laughs> searched them all now who's next well only and they find it and i'm like i'm gonna yeah. have to pause it because like this should have been a giant in the 1974 this thing about the kimono, be
1: between these things like, it's like
0: 45 minutes they drop the kimono Ooh. thing early and they keep coming back to it
1: but also because they do it so quickly i'm oh. i'm confused as to why one they admit having seen someone in a kimono and why she admits to seeing a different
0: well it's, it's, it's a wild goose chase
1: yeah but i'm just like do you gonna get found out through this though well
0: he does see someone in the kimono though, doesn't he
1: oh does he see the kimono he, he sees
0: he? the kimono yeah okay you know.
1: so but why do they why does someone run through in a kimono do we do, is that ever established
0: it was just the idea that you have to go who is that person if every female has a alibi Right. Then that establishes that even him that he himself saw a stranger on the train. Right. Okay. Although, if you don't think it's going to get hit by a snowbank, you don't need to think about that.
1: No, and you don't definitely no. don't need to hide the Komodo in his luggage.
0: Set fire to it. A- yeah.
1: Yeah. You just throw it out the window while the train's yeah. still moving. So
0: it turns out you can't search the Andrenyes under diplomatic immunity because they're royalty of some sort.
1: But the princess isn't.
0: She doesn't have immunity, I guess. Um, They find the uniform in Schmidt's bunk. Uh, It's missing a button, and there's a key present, and it smells of bourbon, and they think it's McQueen, and there is a noise. Cue the chase scene between Poirot and McQueen under the underbelly of the bridge... I don't know what to call the scaffolding.
1: Yeah, I didn't didn't get this. It felt like a lot of the red herrings that we're throwing were very much leading towards getting josh gad convicted and if i'm him on in this group effort that they're all trying to get away scot-free with i'm going excuse me i'm already prime suspect because i'm his whatever
0: yeah i'm not saying that a film has to be true to its original source material no or earlier versions thereof but this reeks of a studio saying we haven't had an exciting incident in about twenty minutes. Can we have some sort of a chase, please? What yeah. can you do? Because they do it again later in the film as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And the music completely changes, Ugh. like anything that I've heard already. Because like, and I'm like, this isn't the movie to have your sort of big action
0: soundtrack. It's st- he- he's a detective. He's not. He's not a superhero. He's not a. He's not a. Uh, he's, he's not, not going to jump even James down Bond. on he's someone. Like yeah. Like remember earlier when like he put the stick in the wall and he used his wits to get the guy to catch himself. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. I'll go that far. Yeah,
1: like five minutes before. I'll go that clever. far. Out, yeah,
0: but not let Paul Poirot somehow out chase. Yeah, he's heavy, but a guy in his late twenties, early thirties. No, there's no way
1: it was really weird and why was he going down to burn those anyway like he could have like he'd already been questioned and inspected like at least do it at night time getting or caught
0: for robbing is fine you getting you getting caught burning the ledger to make it look like you want to that feels stupid yeah, yeah. that's what
1: i mean like they're <sighs> if, and this was a pla- if this was yeah. a planned thing i'm
0: going unless I'm, he's afraid yeah. that he can actually go down for fraud
2: but, this isn't the, the film where you have that. Like this, it almost feels like they've changed to some kind of it's-just-been-revoked-type yeah, no, action no. film for no reason. Uh, McQueen's
0: been stealing. Uh, as it said at the start, he's full of the fudge on the numbers. <laughs> and he goes, why would I slaughter my cash cow? And it's 100% accurate. And earlier in the movie, uh, Josh Gad's character, McQueen, had said that he was with both not, they said, He said he's got some crazy ideas about Stalin, but, you know, he can drink well. And then the, now our goes. Yeah, I had to educate this guy about Stalin. He's got some crazy ideas, but he can recommend a good a, a good spirit. And they're each other's uh, alibi. They were up drinking. Um, he says, "I'm a doctor. I save life. I don't take it." He's vehement that the pipe cleaner they found in the room is not, or in the luggage was not his, even though he's the only man who smokes a pipe.
1: So why was that there then?
0: It's 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 supposed to point. If all your evidence points to different people, it would the theory is that it confuses everybody.
1: Right, but they but they still point to people on the train. Whereas if you put dropped a load of random stuff, well, a
0: pipe cleaner doesn't. Just, I mean, you gotta keep in mind a pipe cleaner would 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 point to a to a thousand people.
1: Yeah, I guess, but then but then like make it as if it's one.
0: Yeah, but not the stranger. only person in the universe who smokes a pipe. No, but he's no. But make he's, up
1: like, one person. The handkerchief is clearly female, so then you're going, yeah. Uh, well,
0: uh, uh, It's all designed to give a bunch of dead ends that will hopefully overwhelm him until they can get moving. Because once they get moving, he has to have a decision, doesn't he? I suppose so, yeah. Uh, We do get a bit bit of backstory. Uh, We find out that Abuthnot was the one black candidate at his medical college, sponsored by John Armstrong.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Back to McQueen. And we find out that his story is that his father was the lawyer, the DA, in the Daisy Armstrong case who was forced to pin it on a French maid with a weak alibi who was clearly innocent. And this made me go, "Geez, I don't want to know about how the legal system works. No. we're like, we need to have a conviction on this one to find someone. Yep. <sighs> mm. And I got, I got an issue with his father actually doing it then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they turned on him. They turned on him. Like, he went along with it. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't you supposed to be like you're not the bad guys are supposed to be the ones who are who are defending the villains. Yeah. Not the prosecutors. If you know it's the wrong per oh, it's just yeah. Yeah. Um and then we've got uh Oh. So this is where like um Poirot's like convinced he's the guy now. He's like, you found him. You bled him dry. You brought him here. And then we have a scream. And this is when it kind of turns. And Michelle Pfeiffer loses control (laughs) of her performance. (laughs) Because she's been, she comes in. There's like, there's a knife in her back. (laughs) They literally have to pull the knife out. And then she comes out and starts lecturing everybody in the train car. She's frustrated with the lack of progress. Mary Daisy Ridley says she's going to sleep in the dining car, which is a great idea, but also means like you guys were supposed to be in your rooms this whole time. I'm sure I heard. Yep. Uh, Everyone's now told everybody sleep out in the dining car because one of the there's still a murderer on the train. Uh, This is where you find out about the Andrenyes and the fact they were fighting earlier, and we're like, oh, it's this couple, yeah, who we Hmm. didn't think about at all. They haven't shown up in any scene.
1: Yeah, no. I thought they were completely different people. I hadn't, yep. I couldn't, I didn't even place their faces to that first. But
0: there's a grease spot on his wife's passport, and this is something that takes like twenty minutes in the other film to develop. Right, okay. And within three minutes, he's like, "It's not Elena. It's Helena." Like an H on a on a handkerchief. <laughs> Stupid. Um, Sonia says some people hate darkness, but I cannot stand the light. And she's always under the influence of barbitol, which of course was one of the it was the drug found in the coffee. She says, I take it against my fears. He says, What are you afraid of? She goes, Everything. And we find out they are ballet dancers. Yes. And that her husband is touched by the angels. Yeah, like has this God given talent, whereas Sonia works very hard. Yeah. Which we didn't see any of in this movie because I guess you can't do ballet dancing on a train, but you know yeah. I imagine that means you have to be awake for that. But she, I'm okay. At, at, you know, I'm okay. At I'm, see, I'm perfectly sufficient at geography. I had a governess. Like, there's no need to drop that. Drop that. No. I wish we was going high. I found someone as a liar. Oh, but he says, first off, your name isn't Elena. It's Helena. And then he talks out loud about last names. Like, what if? And he like does like t- like 15 minutes of shortcut movie stuff in three sentences. <laughs> what if? The sister of Sonia Armstrong would Linda Arden's birth name be Goldenberg, and that would make you and her and like, do you want to do any sort of? Pl- we don't have time for plot. No, nope. just, so just start talking through why it. Why
1: you think these things? No,
0: nope. we also found out that Gerhard Hardman is a fraud because he put the stress in the wrong syllable. I know this part's true—the fact that he's a fraud, right? I don't know if it was found out like this. Okay. I think it was actually earned much, much easier. Sorry. It was earned in a much more authentic <laughs> yeah, yeah. way. Uh, he's actually Cyrus Bethman. He says he's a private detective, but he's not. He's uh, he's just a regular policeman. Uh, but apparently he says he was hired by Cassetti to look for a small, dark man with a high voice. Um, and then we go, Hercule talks to Catherine and says, uh, I am stumped. And this is the Catherine, the, the picture. Yeah. I am stumped. I cannot find the crack in the wall. And if you want to find out about the crack in the wall, listen to Who Do You Think You Are? Where we talk about the Pandorica opens and the Big Bang and how to close that crack in your wall. So (laughs) a crack in time. So she was thanking the fire or the policeman for fixing the crack in her wall. It was was Hercule Poirot all this time. Yeah. It says, I'm afraid that my Catherine High. Oh, so. He says, I am afraid, my Catherine. And as he says this, the camera's high on, uh, from outside of his bunk, looking down at him. And then it swoops down to a bird's eye and then it ends up low looking up at him. And you kind of go, oh, that's kind of an unnecessary but pretty looking shot. <laughs> and then the next little next scene, he speaks to Mary, Daisy Ridley. And it starts down below, and then it's the same thing. It just finishes up high. Like <laughs> you just use the. Is this is this supposed to be a conscious link? Because if it is, it's not very good. Look I, what I can do. He says, "I'm zero for ten on questions I need answers to." You know, the handkerchief, the button. Why is the uniform? What's up with the watch? Who put the Barbasol, What was the crash? Yada yada yada. Uh, and he pitches his endgame, and he says, "You're the one who killed Cassetti." At which point, they do a fake out on the audience. It goes, Cassetti was a pig. He deserved to die. And we're like, oh. So at this point, did you think... Oh, do you you already knew the ending of this, didn't you? Well,
1: I knew, I knew that it was either none of them or all of them, and I couldn't remember which.
0: Okay. So technically, I was right. At this point, I can't believe I'm typing this. Poirot is shot by Arbuthnot.
1: <laughs> what? Also, why is she admitting this here?
0: I think she's taking the heat rather than everybody going down for it.
1: Right but it feels it's very sudden
0: uh the the jigs up i mean i think think she doesn't think she can beat this and so if she can stop him looking here right it saves everybody else look (laughs) what did you say it seemed really sudden yeah that could be everything in the movie
1: (laughs) yeah no but it did because she like he didn't even he really he kind of just went i think it's you blah 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 but she already knows having had a conversation with him 30 seconds earlier that he doesn't have the answers to the 10 main questions
0: So, but then it it turns because he has the answer to these questions. Mm. So, um, literally that, that thing where you meet him and then have that really incriminating conversation two minutes later.
3: Yeah.
0: Like if you don't do that, you know, none of this happens. (laughs) Oh, and so he says to Daisy, I can't let you take the blame for what I did alone. John Armstrong was my best friend, my commander sent me to medical school, gave me a future. This is where we just do exposition. In mm. grief, I found Mary, and then I found Ratchet. Our plan was to reveal them to the police. That's what you heard. And then we have a fight scene between Leslie Odom Jr. and <laughs> Kenneth Branagh.
2: I love murder mystery, murder on the Orient Express with Hercule Poirot from Agatha Christie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like I'm watching Jack Reach with Tom Cruise.
0: Oh, I, uh, I don't know. And he goes, why aren't you dead yet?
1: (laughs) What does that even mean? Because he comes back to that.
0: I think it's just the idea that he's trying to to kill him.
1: I don't think he is trying to kill him, though. Because otherwise he he just shot
0: him in the... You want to know why he says this line? Mm. So that he can have the retort later on. (laughs) That's the only reason why this line is said. Uh, So then we go to the end game. And um, Poirot has figured it out and says to himself... There are two people who will know the truth. You're God and Hercule Poirot. It is now time to solve the case.
1: Which isn't like...
0: Another trailer line.
1: Egotistical at yeah. all. Me and God, we're on the same yep. level. I'm <laughs> sure so
2: here's here's P. Cruz's character loves that like, as comparison.
0: As they're all sat down in very much Last Supper poses. Yeah, George, yeah. you picked up on that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, here's my deal. So if you try and shoot me... It's like, yeah, he just tried to shoot you. What should we do? Should we lock him? No, I said, sit him at a table over there. <laughs> just, just put him over there. You want cuffs? Something? No.
1: Has he even like had any medical attention? He's been shot in the arm. Yeah, like, no. That's still his
0: hair is a
2: little bit wispy in front of his face. It's about it. I swear these are reshoots because the green screen behind him is absolutely awful.
0: I my money is that the gunshot and that sequence is definitely a reshoot, and a fair yeah. bit of the speech at the end could be a reshoot um just before we get to the uh the reveal just a little note uh the cast often played the popular party game werewolf on the weekends penelope cruz was the most innocent player which resulted in her most often winning the game
1: as in one night ultimate werewolf that we play
0: i suppose i don't know i should imagine it is yeah because that's the
1: that if you're innocent during that then you'll win yeah
0: um Veteran actress Jacqueline Bissett, who starred in the 1974 Murder on the Express, told Kenneth Branagh how excruciating it was to shoot the extended scene in which the murder was revealed. To avoid this feeling among the actor and actresses in his version, Branagh shot his side as Poirot first and then cut wherever he could to shooting the actors and actresses up close so that they weren't forced to sort of sit in the same position for hours and hours on end. Yeah, that's, hey guys, I'm going to shoot it on me the whole time so you don't get uncomfortable. <laughs> not
1: only am I directing this and starring that's in That's why it, I've made don't this you decision. Worry.
0: <laughs> Me, yeah. Hercule Poirot. I mean Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> uh, if you look carefully from The Last Supper, um, Michelle Pfeiffer is sitting in the position of Jesus. But unlike the painting, no one is in Judas' seat.
1: Okay. That's, so that's, there is no villain. There isn't a villain. That's
0: clever. So he starts, why am I not dead? Because our buff knot is not a killer. None of you is.
1: None of you is? <laughs>
0: Yeah, because it was about singulars. Yes. None of you is a killer. None of you oh, are a killer?
1: Is, it would be so we, none of you are. It
0: depends. If you're talking, about, if it's you, said none of you, as far as individual, you,
1: oh, none of you are,
0: maybe you're right. Maybe none of you are a killer.
1: None yeah. of you is, sounds quite uh, like uncorrect. None of
0: you is a killer. If it's a plural, you is none of you are none a killer? Of, none of, of, of you, you is you a killer. None of you
1: is a killer.
0: You are not a killer individually. Yeah. You is, oh no, there's no way I'm right. No, no, it's, no, it's definitely, it's, you're yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. Grammar. Grammar Thank can you, you. Can you press the button? Do we have to, Even if we catch it in the episode, we're doing this? Just, can I have the blue button then? Oh, yeah, sure. Acknowledge Yay! Me. We haven't had that for a while. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. So um, where are we at
1: here? You're more just impressed that I know which button is which. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now the Armstrong's like, oh, the blue ones acknowledge me. What are the other ones? So he asked himself, look, there's two ways to do this. So someone who gets on murders and then escapes. But there's some problems with that. Mm-hmm. At, like books like but you can't have that. It's like, oh you're still in the movie, eh? Oh hey, you're back again. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about him for a bit. And so, so who stands to reason? And he goes, Maybe it's a voice in the head that prevents sleep. Cut to close up on, on the Countess and Drenyi. Maybe the letter H which in on a handkerchief, which in Russian is an N. Maybe, and Penelope Cruz was the nanny, and he goes through all of them and goes through all of their links. Including uh, that um, the conductor steward was the brother of the French maid who yeah. kills herself.
1: Yeah, because she is wrongly
0: accused. Yes,
1: of, it was very. It was this was like there's it's so way many too of them. Quick. Yeah, there's so many of them, and it's so quick that I was just
0: like, oh. uh. "Here's my thought." If you're gonna do more on the Express, Mister Brana, if you ever decide to do it again, <laughs>
1: <laughs> as I know what with Nile, I don't
0: the care Nile. that. It might be uncomfortable. Shoot something longer and make it make sense. Yeah, your comfort of your actors should not be job one. It should be what is is is, is, is this
1: comfortable seats and heating yes. and they'll be okay. Is this
0: all worth it? Yeah. Does the story make sense? The thing is, when it's so <sighs> fast paced, I'm like, oh, that's a
2: coincidence, isn't it? Not that I'm going. Oh yeah, because this is methodically planned out. I'm
0: going. Yeah. Huh? So Michelle Pfeiffer takes. Uh, she's the grandmother. Takes off her wig. Why was the wig necessary? It was she me the whole time. So
1: awful when she oh, takes that Oh off my God, away. it's Linda
0: Arden. I wouldn't have noticed. Because ah! yeah. it's just like you went from having attractive blonde hair to kind of brown hair.
1: It's it's just, it's it's very gray, isn't it? But she's just like dark gray. Ugh. She just looks, it's almost as if they like smudge her makeup as well when she takes it off. She just does not look good, bless her.
0: And he says, no single one of you could have done it. It had to be all of you together. And we find out that Arden arranged it all. And we, we see the flashback to the scene oh being acted God. out. And, oh, okay. Tell me about this because I don't I think the piano score was quite nice. I didn't mind the actual scene itself. The stabbing I, okay. looked weird.
2: Yeah, this is the thing it's the all, it's like we said at the beginning, all these things work separately but together because the music's great in general. Music is great in this, but you've got this really cramped shot scene that's in black and white and kind of slow mo, and they're slowly stabbing and. They're taking turns, and because it's this cramped little room, I it just feels so funny with the um with the music playing, and I just can't take it seriously. and It like undermines all of the severity of the reveal to me.
1: Okay. I it. The stabbing did look weird. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm alone.
1: I like the I like the the reveal of the rest of it. They're them like watching the footage of the Daisy bi- and them like together as if like that's when they that felt it.
0: very Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it did. <laughs> let's, let's all get together. What should we do? And inspire us. Let's watch old family videos. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for uh, Elliot Gould, Monica, and Ross's dad to be in the corner with a cigar. <laughs> Going, get the you hell in do there. Wedding, <laughs> <laughs> Who's? <laughs> so Cassetti was Terry Benedict, right? Yes, he was. <laughs> Um. So, why does the con? So here's my question: Why does the conductor knock on the door? So, so that, that they all they come can out say, at the
1: same time. No, 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 no.
0: You're missing. Let me try again. Oh, okay. The bit where we get told it's nothing in the whisper voice. Yeah. Why knock on the door?
1: So that there's a because t- Paro looks at his watch at that point.
0: Paro looks at his watch after the knock happens.
1: But he knows about when the time, and then he knows that he's the essentially cassetti is still alive at that time but he's already dead i
0: I don't think you really catch what i'm saying here i don't think the is that what the plan is is the plan the the, it's nothing is so that poirot hears there's a voice yeah so that he thinks that that established at any point that's just how that's how i read it why why does the steward go is is there a cue that we're not told about she has an adjoining room i guess there's that but yeah it's
1: so that i think it's so that because that's why she winds the watch back as well or forwards and then smashes it is so that they can get a different time frame in. So they all have different alibis. Because obviously they say they're doing this, that, and the other at this time. So they have to bring everything effectively forward okay. to 150
0: you, you convinced me. I, I, I was sitting there going, I don't know what the point of this is. Yeah. Um, and so Pfeiffer tries to act. <laughs> and she is terrible now that she's no longer a caricature. Yeah. She's dreadful. She's trying to do this overly emotional, dramatic style. And it's just coming off as bad amateur acting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so Brandon goes, you must decide. You wish to go free without punishment of your crime? I give you one more. You must silence me. Book can lie. I cannot. Which I loved because he's told us. He does he, uh, right and there's wrong. Yeah. Hmm. And
1: he's, he's established, like when talking to Catherine as well, that killing someone is wrong. Yeah. So, which it is, but like. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? So do it. One of, and he gets really upset. One of you, if you want to walk away, you have to shoot me. Bury me in the lake. Linda picks it up, points it at him, and then goes, I already died with Daisy. And then she puts it underneath her like, chin and pulls the yeah. trigger, and of course it's empty.
2: Yeah. That wouldn't kill you. Sorry? If you do it on your chin... Like that's not exactly gonna great. That's gonna sort of graze it depends you. Depends how
1: far back you yeah, do. Yeah,
2: how far it is. Because the way that
0: it is with her yeah. chin,
2: it's like oh, kind not gonna okay. go up and like ping her nose, but not gonna still cause not gonna, gonna
0: be a, damage. Still, not, I not think she's playing it for a fake. I mean, I think she's. No. I actually think she's killing herself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then no bullets. She cries, and the scene ends, and this sucked. Yeah, <laughs> this is supposed to be your big climax and this was supposed to be your big emotional moment at the end of the I don't blame Kenneth Branagh for this at all I think he does a pretty good job with this even with the ridiculous you want to shoot me then you sh- you have to shoot me that's not in the book or in the other movie either
3: uh, okay. I thought it would no, be he just
0: decides here's my in the original one he goes here's my two things and he goes upon closer reflection a small dark man with a womanish voice and then escape through the window right Okay. and he just tells them that's what the answer is yeah and he kind of lets them off the hook. But suddenly they went, no, we need something bigger.
1: And, then we, and also we're going you know, to need the misdirection of seeing him talking to the police and then coming back in and telling them that they're So afraid. they're all
0: hanging on it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, the, the The train gets back to moving and everybody is post-charade. You know, Helen is pouring her Barbasol down the sink. Um, or Barbital, sorry. Um, the, the train arrives, Poirot talks to the police. He speaks out loud a letter he 's writing to Colonel Armstrong that gives us what he 's thinking it's another way to sort of do this, and all this is done with a tracking shot on brana and again it's it 's a beautiful shot, and it ends with yeah. him in the dining car with with our main power players and Linda Arden's the last one um, he says i'm going to learn to live with the imbalance, the imbalance. There are no killers here, only those who need to heal." And then as soon as he gets off the train, it's, oh, we got to go to the Nile. There's been a murder, a murder on the Nile, you might say. And he watches the Orient Express go off into the sunset. As the credits roll, there's a song, Never Forget, which was sung by Michelle Pfeiffer. And it was co-written by Patrick Doyle and Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh described the song as an expression of grief, pain, and loss drawn on classic Celtic melodies. I didn't mind the song.
1: I felt like it sounded a bit too poppy. Okay. But I liked the lyrics and I liked the melody. It reminded me a little bit of like Poppy,
0: Never Enough from uh,
2: Yeah, Grace Shawman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, know, you know when we used to talk in the Mickey, yep, and we watch a Disney like an animated classic, yep. And at the end, they'd be like, "Here's Demi Lovato with the pop, <laughs> yeah, version, <laughs> the pop version of,
3: of Let It, it Go." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: it, it felt like that, and it's so, it's tonal whiplash. This that's the description of this. It's tonal whiplash, and the credits just signify that
0: we're in the end game now and we are on the end game now i tell you what etham you give us the random word this week oh pocket watch pocket watch yeah pretty good yeah, on the spot. I, I was terrified. Yeah. I forgot what was in this film. I know, right? Uh, so there we go. Uh, money, money, money. Some of the money. Uh, budget: money, money, fifty-five money, million dollars. I found.
1: Oh, I'm surprised. I thought it'd be more with the.
0: Yeah, like, me too.
1: Star power. Yeah.
0: It? Hang on a second. Let me check on that. Maybe I've maybe I've made a boo-boo here.
1: That sounds Ooh, like the I'm sort of money checking. that Kenneth Branagh would pay himself to be in this. <laughs> I'm
0: just checking. So. Da 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 da. 2017 budget, B-U-D-G-E-T search, not 55 million dollars. Oh. Wow! So there we go. That's shocking. Yeah, it's actually quite cheap, all things considered. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, um, especially when you're shooting on film, uh, what yeah. was the what was the gross? What do you think, Georgia?
1: Two fifty.
0: Yeah, we've talked about doing the uh, the, the, the the lip. The, the the motorboat into the microphone have we not no yes we have no we haven't I Was like you did not know, make the motorcycle sounds into the, into the mic again
1: oh, okay it was probably a while ago and i've forgotten it I was apologize. like literally
0: like the last time you were no it was <laughs> yes, not. I was, I no, wasn't no <laughs> it wasn't you
1: find that and you prove me wrong <laughs> i'm not
0: going back over hours of footage <laughs>
1: <laughs> well then i am right innocent <laughs> until proven <of>
0: guilty. <laughs> ethan <laughs> um
2: i don't think what it I, made what much what did you say two um, something
0: 250 okay yeah
2: He's- Eighty
0: eighty five. Not George's close. No, George's close. three fifty five. <laughs> a, a, a modest hit. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure considering the budget, that's incredible. I'm sure it came around one fifty. I think Marillion Express plays very well internationally. Yeah, very very yeah. well internationally, and it had a lot of big name stars,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and people are familiar with with the movie. Yeah, I guess yeah. The,
1: there's people that are in it probably did it for cheap because of what it was. Oh, was it was to there.
0: be it was to be a Kenneth Branagh film yeah, for sure. Yeah, um. So, Oscar nominations. It gets nominated for Best Art Direction and Best Cinematography.
1: Okay. There, you know, we there go. Some of it was very Ambition,
0: good. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if we were to do this, who would you cast as who? Ooh. Ooh. Don't know. Out of us or just in general? What? <laughs> Out of us. I mean, no, no. If we're, if we're doing this, who would you cast as who?
1: Can I be Poirot?
0: You want me Poirot? Yeah. <sighs> you, you can be Poirot. Yeah. Really? Excuse me. I would not cast you as Poirot. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say that. I am just going to say
1: i would not cast Name you as Poirot, Farto. though.
0: No, I wouldn't cast myself as no. Poirot either. I would cast myself. I was this earlier. I would cast myself as who? Oh, no. I would. Oh, I mean, Ethan's going to be Josh Gad, isn't
2: he? Yeah. Oh, Even- I was going to say book. Oh, oh book? Or books. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, if you're not going to be Josh Gad, I'll be Josh Gadd. Jeez.
2: I get to like show up at the beginning and make a presence and
0: show up at the end Liam's and I don't gonna, have to do anything. Liam's going to be Cassetti. Yeah. 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 Which he'd love because he'd be dead 15 minutes in.
1: He doesn't have to <laughs> learn it <laughs> yeah. lines. There
0: you go. Job, and, he, and he loves being a villain. He does. He, does. he loves being a villain. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: Where would you put me as then?
0: Hmm. Maybe Daisy Ridley? Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'm probably most likely. I her, choose yeah. silence.
2: Um
1: although she says some stupid things.
2: Yeah, should, it might be I Penelope Cruz because right I get to be in a
0: completely different film. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Um I'll tell you what though, I just I really was jealous of
1: uh governess who likes geography, that makes sense
0: actually. I, I was jealous of her cool with all that bread. Yeah. I was, I was, I yeah. was. Uh whose story is it?
1: Poirot. Slightly, because he learns to accept the unbalanced, which is Something for him that we get shown frequently that is not something he does. Yeah. Mm. And then obviously it's. Linda Arden. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's her kind of. She, she, together, re- she gets
0: it? all those big. She gets the big moments. She gets to get the gun. She gets yeah. the trampoline on herself. She said, I'm the one who put it all together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If she doesn't put it all together, they don't do it.
0: Arden's 11. <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Now, what I want is, a sm- is like a mashup of the greatest moments from. Uh, ocean um, um from merlin express with the oceans 11 wah, 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 wah. <laughs> or a little less conversation a little more actions we got, like action star hercule poirot i can imagine it but you know like you know the
2: uh the music was it in snatch it was like dun, 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 yep. dun, dun. yeah just that but it's it's the uh it's like fast forwarding between the murders and like everyone's yeah. speaking out
0: if we can get the graphics as well because they had some yeah. great character introduction in, uh, t- Michelle Pfeiffer is the brave. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we got here? Um, what is the story?
1: It's it's not revenge. It is like closing a door, isn't it? It's very much trying to. I can't think of the word. Like overcome something, but overcome isn't the right word either.
0: Morality what, closure, isn't just black and yeah, white. Yeah, it's like closure i'm kind of with you ethan i'm kind of going yeah. there There are no absolutes yeah And he, it could be balance it could be justice it could be law whatever it is you want to call it those things wouldn't be appropriate for what we saw so he has to learn as a lawman to get out of the way hmm. in a sense he has to take himself off a train yeah is what yeah. he has to do um role of women church just
1: just i'll come back to that so he was on that train because he used to go to london because it was an issue yep but he goes straight to Egypt instead.
0: Uh, while he's there, a bigger problem has come oh,
1: up. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, no, okay. There are
0: no other policemen.
1: <laughs> there are no <laughs> other detectives. He is, he is the only detective. Yeah. Uh, it's good. I like brother in this. Yeah? he's really good, yeah. Um, lots of different conflicting stories, lots of different um, characters, motives, all sorts of, yeah.
0: I think good. you can tell it's written by a woman. Like as far as the original movie. Yeah. The original story, uh, yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: because there's, there's, there's e- yeah. There is equal female to male characters. Yeah.
0: a Large ensemble cast but v- and powerful women. Yeah. Princess Dragomirov, yeah. the Countess Andrenyi to a certain degree, yeah. who has that calming effect on her husband. But then, of course, Linda Arden's a force under herself, as yeah. is uh, the governess. So yeah, yeah I'm quite yeah. okay no, with that Yeah, all. I think it's good. Yeah. um, And you also have your fair sense of whipped men. Now, usually by other men. Yeah, but yeah, you like the you know the, the, the servants of, and you you also have Hildegard Schmidt, mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman's character. Yeah. but no, I'm good with it. Uh, favorite character,
1: Poirot. Poirot. He made me laugh a lot in a film that actually, if he didn't make me laugh, I think I'd have been a bit like,
0: okay, take Poirot, but give me one of the characters in the train as well.
1: Okay, uh, Daisy
0: Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Okay, Ethan.
2: Ooh, um, obviously the the one you go to is. Is Poirot. Yeah. I, w- I would have said Linda Rodden if the second half of the film didn't happen. Oh,
0: it's a um, really bad last 15 minutes. Yeah, that's him. the it thing. Is, yeah. uh,
2: but I'm going to go book because he's just fun the entire time. And I know it's the beginning when he's there. And I know it's the end when he's there. Yeah.
0: Oh, this is hard. Who ends it. <laughs> anyway, very nice. Um, Poirot, of course. I mean, when, when, mm. when like 60% of the coverage is you. I mean, there's something in that. Yeah. Uh,. I really like Josh Gad, but I think I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Johnny Depp as as Cassetti.
1: Yeah, he does a good job in what like, is a small part.
0: I, he's a slime ball. Yeah, and he's not evil League of Evil slime ball, but you can tell he's not a good guy.
1: Yeah, you you yeah. don't like his face.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and you know he's he's just trying to procure himself a little bit more time but he's not mean or rude or hitting people or anything like that. So there's a control in that, which I really quite like.
1: He's mm-hmm. definitely an interesting character.
0: There we are. Mm-hmm. So, um, favorite moment, favorite element?
1: Probably the beginning bit when we first like Paro, when Poirot with his eggs and his bread and the horse poo and those sorts of things. And that, like, the trick that he does with the three. Yeah. Not trick, but it, it is, in effect, it is like a magic trick that he's doing in front of everyone, isn't he? <sighs> Is it important to have that?
0: So just so we know he's the greatest detective in the world. I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It establishes it because it's
2: also it's like the beginning of a well. It tried to be the beginning of a franchise, so everyone sort of knows
0: where they stand. It's, it's, with it's like characters. a it's like a six minute origin story.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's like a it's a.
2: Restart. We
0: see him do it once, and when he does it again later, yeah. we're not surprised. Yeah, yeah. fair enough.
2: Mm. Isn't. Um, the, the one shots, the really good one shots, like when he's going on to the the train and we get the introduction to Michelle Pfeiffer, even if her dialogue is, is, uh, hello, my name is, I am from this place, this is my life story, but the, the choose, the, the choice of, um, of long shot for it, especially outside, I really appreciate to, to get the, the scope of how
0: long this train is and how cramped it is i'm gonna go with the cinematography even though i've got my issues with it <laughs> some of the shots are beautiful even that last scene where it is the last supper but the cave looks brilliant i mean yeah. they've chosen their 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 locations and what they wanted to do very very well my issue is with sometimes a lack of restraint where i'm like you didn't need to be going for it all the time with some of this extravagance yeah. in yeah. your in your shots uh but there's uh, that bread one's really simple but it's really really fantastic uh there, there, there was quite a number of shots i keep going back to the bread one but yeah there was uh the the the, the walk and talk with M- M- michelle pfeiffer outside mm-hmm. the train brilliant shot yeah. so you know i will go with with that i just wish if it's done really well i shouldn't notice it shouldn't be so frequent that i notice and start to get annoyed by it yeah and there's moments where it ventures into that Almost egregious. Yeah, so Grumble, um, Georgia?
1: It, it moves too quick. There's just, there's times where I'm like trying to catch up with what's going on. As someone who hasn't actually watched or read or anything, this particular story before, it's almost as if they assumed when making it that everyone knew what was happening already and knew the characters already so that you could cut out some of the like, character building exposition and stuff and just give you the story. I'd, which... seen,
0: I'd seen it before. I was still going, what?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as someone who didn't know it particularly well at all, I was going... Uh,
0: uh, oh, uh, I, mean, I mean, when I saw it before, I mean, I saw the 1974 yeah, version, so yeah, I yeah. should know this. Yeah, I'm just there going, uh, 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 huh? You're going to give me a chance to... Oh, jeez.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, Ethan.
2: Um, This film makes everyone except Poirot seem like such an idiot in their plan, especially with how they try and... Make everyone else seem like the villain. There are like several different choices characters make that uh, if they don't do it in that way, you don't suspect them. And you can do it really well and have it be a slip up, like most murder mysteries would. And I know Poirot does that. But everyone just comes across as an idiot as if they haven't planned this for God knows how long, especially, you know, Penelope Cruz's character who is. Got, got a billboard saying, "I committed murder." Mm-hmm. Like everyone, just it doesn't make sense for them.
0: No, uh, for me, it's uh, quite simply that for a train that was broken down, this thing would not slow down, <laughs> which was which was saying something. Um, the breakneck speed made everything feel rushed. It didn't give a chance for the audience to feel like they ever were at the same place that – Forget Poirot. The other characters were at as far as what was going on with the murder yeah. mystery. Yeah. And it therefore makes people's acting seems overly expositional. And it takes away the chance for actual. Because in order for those good acting performances to take place, you've got to give an actor a chance to sort of commit to a moment.
1: So you need the beats and everything. But everything, was, everything
0: was exposition and moving on to the next scene. And it's an hour and Fifty-minute film that needed to be two hours and twenty mm-hmm. minimum. Yeah, definitely minimum. And add to that, and we, we on top of that, studio interference, mm. which had to be every twenty yeah. minutes. Do we do we need our buffon with a gun? <laughs> do we need a chase scene with Josh Gad? The answer to both of those is no. Yeah, that was going to be my
2: honorable mention because there's there's so much in this film. You cut what could be really good moments of character exploration and figuring little little things out but instead you go let's watch Josh Gad run up and yeah. down some stairs let's have Leslie Odom
0: Jr shoot Poirot for no reason like you had Willem Dafoe Judy Dench about him Olivia Coleman, and I'm going and to a degree Penelope Cruz and yeah. I'm going and what do you get out of this did you give them a chance to show that they could do this no no they got a chance to say they were in a Kenneth Branagh film. That's all that happened there. Yep.
2: You have Derek Jacobi, oh. who like is is a just like a legend of British television and uh, stage. And I forgot he was in. This. I
0: thought he got a better deal than than. than I thought Josh Gad did okay. Yeah. Pfeiffer did okay. Uh, I felt that Jacoby did okay. Oh, and really? Has a couple. good thought I thought, Ma- scenes? I thought Mar- Mar- Marquez did okay. The chauffeur. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's bizarre. It really is. <laughs> um, you put yeah. You look at who the director is and, all, you know, the, 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 and the the ability to do things with today's technology and the course we're talking about. Like, how you how do you, how the, the do you director, mess this up?
1: The story, the cast, yeah. and you go what how how?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try and say this with a straight face. Anybody's best role ever?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. I can't I can't even think of one as a
0: joke. I was really high on Pfeiffer at the halfway point. Yeah. And sorry, Liam, I'm gonna bastardize part of it, but I was like, oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. I'm definitely isolating that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um oh, it was uh, Brando's, Brando's, I mean, Bran is good, but he's better in other things. Yeah, it's interesting. In the last couple of years, we we've had a couple of takes on murder mysteries, and they went two very different directions. Yeah, you know, we went with Kenneth Branagh to the world of Agatha Christie and remaking known IP, which is supposed to be the safer bet. But then yeah. we had uh, Ryan Johnson, who went and did Knives Out, and that feels fresh, and that feel, yeah. and that's something I'm excited about. Yeah, and so and that was something where everything felt earned, and you also had a big cast. You know what I mean? Like was the, still like, a big cast, it was the yeah. same ideas. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Every character is memorable and I feel like some
2: there's some wow. kind of well, no, th- like there's closure to each of those characters. Tony Collect to characters
0: not really doing much. <laughs> and ki- I was going to say except, and then and then the like, Nazi boy masturbating in the bathroom, and like the massive right wing kid who's on his yeah, uh, yeah for the toilet all the time. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. But for the most part,
1: but that's two. That's Whereas two. Yeah,
0: and, this one, and yeah. I'm not sitting here going, you're wasting Jamie Lee Curtis or Christopher Plummer, <laughs> like you know these yeah. big Don Johnson, Don Johnson. That's what Don Johnson's been in. Ever a big, big Daddy from Django Unchained? Yeah. He's Jamie Lee Curtis's oh, hu- He's the cheating husband. I, That's where I know him from. There it is. <laughs> so um, there's that. So uh, Ethan, I think it's that time. I never want to my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? And as always, thanks to Moonlight Social for our little age game. he go and check him out there on YouTube. That's Moonlight Social. Ethan, what do we got for the age game?
2: So, we've got a long car, so I'm going to try and do this as quick There's as There's only I can, two of so, us, so we can... Yeah. Uh, we've got Kenneth Branagh.
0: Oh, I'm, oh, I know this one.
2: 64.
0: You're about a decade high. Oh. Yeah, 56. Yeah.
2: 55. Oh, okay. I
0: as he was walking, he was 55 on top
2: of the train, but yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, then we've got Johnny Depp with 50 <sighs> minutes.
0: I'm going to go 48. 45?
1: 53.
2: I knew wow. I, was, I was
0: low, if anything, yeah.
2: We've got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. 56.
0: Oh, I think you're low. I think she's like 62.
2: 58. Oh, wow. Gee, well done. Not well done. too far off. Uh, then we have uh, Penelope Cruz.
0: Ooh, she always looks really young.
1: I was going to say, she looks younger than I think she is.
0: 34. Uh, I was going to 42. Yeah, I'm low. Uh, George is banging the money. She's 42.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we have Leslie Odom Jr.
0: Oh, he's really difficult because I don't know him for much. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm going to go 36.
2: You were really close. 35.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Then we have Daisy Ridley. Mm. 29, 26, 24.
0: Shut up. Yeah. Okay. She she, she carries her first thing. I I knew she was young in Star Wars. I I I was trying to place this against there, but yeah.
2: Wow. Then we have uh, Josh Gatt.
0: Hmm. 36.
2: 33. Really close. 35, same as Leslie. Oh, good job. And then finally, we have Willem Dafoe.
0: Oh. <sighs> mm. I'll get you, Peter Parker. 68. <laughs> uh, 60. So cl- 61. Yeah. Ah, okay.
1: Close,
3: though. Yeah. Overalls
0: are pretty back and forth. Not too bad. Yeah, so there bad. we go um uh, what do i have next i've got critics the critics georgia what do we have from people from from the pros shall we say the pros from out there the
1: pros yeah so we have got adam graham from detroit news says a lot of remakes of hollywood classics took over themselves to appeal to modern day crowds but branner is a classic classicist oh that's hard to say at heart in front of and behind the camera he makes this journey a throwback ride worth taking all aboard uh, then we've got Simran Hans from the Observer UK says it's classic Branner, sweeping landscapes, thundering score, capital A acting and excitingly, at least for format nerds like me, it's shot on 65mm film. And then finally we've got Robbie Collin from Daily Telegraph UK says Branna has mapped out his film as scrup- scrupulously as his screen alter ego does the investigation and fights the ten- tendencies for starchy period stories to wilt into camp but a shade more playfulness wouldn't would have gone a long way.
0: Oh, shade more time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I put out the fleece, as I'm known to do, um, while well, you look up the Patreon peeps. Uh, I got here, um, same thing as always, Orient Express is a great, good, okay, or poor film. For the first time ever, okay film wins wow. the day with 53% of the vote. <laughs> then good film. No one went as far as saying poor. And I, I think that's fair. I don't think you'd sit here and yeah. go, That's just I even show my hand a little bit early. It's not a bad film. It was just a film that should have been better, but it was. <laughs> Underwhelming, I think, is the perfect yeah, choice of words. that's not bad choice. Sure. Um, so, Georgia, what do we have from our friends at the podcast over on the Patreon?
1: Uh, so, from Hermes, we have got, saw this film a few years ago, bought it on a whim on Apple TV, and only remember thinking, wow, there's a lot of actors I enjoy, let's give it a shot. I was so happy I did end up being my favorite hidden gem at the time, as I didn't hear much about it otherwise. Don't remember seeing a trailer for it. Either way, I've definitely recommended it to others throughout the years, and I'm
0: looking forward to the follow-up. Because I went and saw this in the cinema, probably with Liam, and was like, I remember I saw this in the cinema. I was really excited about this one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because the marketing campaign I liked, the posters were really well done. The use of color in the posters was exceptional.
1: Uh, so next up, we've got uh, Ensign Davies, who says, I enjoyed this one. I'd only ever seen David Suchet as Poirot, but this still felt like the same character. The story was interesting too, and I will check out the sequel. Then we have got uh, Reverend Bruce.
0: Hallelujah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs>
1: he says, apparently, I like this movie more than most reviewers. I disagree that Poirot's moustache is the biggest star of the movie. I love a good whodunit. <laughs> Branner is a worthy successor to David Suchet as Poirot, and I love the ensemble cast. Okay. Uh, then we have got Dwayne Smith.
0: Oh, Dwayne Smith. Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah. You did like the oh, big you did. after. I did, yeah. You did the second part first. I, did,
2: I did the call so before I, the of the podcast, Smith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he says. Anyway, uh, I watched this a few years back and remember quite liking it. I can't remember too many specifics though. I thought Kenneth Branagh did an excellent job with poirot especially as I grew up with David Suits' Such, portrayal. Kenneth Branagh was definitely wins the mustache off. Uh, this has an excellent cast too. Oh,
0: for the record, not his actual mustache.
1: No, it did look oh, very fake. No, um, th- th- They looked like there was a glue lines on the top at some point. <laughs> so I was like, that is definitely a fake mustache. Anyway, uh, I think it did a pretty good job, but Knives Out surpassed it two years later. I saw enough I like to watch the new one. I'm giving it a... Do, 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 do. We'll find out later. Um, and then from Julene,
0: Juleen, Juleen, Juleen.
1: She says, "I love Agatha Christie mysteries and really enjoyed this movie. I took off two points because I figured out the mystery early.
0: All right. So yeah, see, it's, it's not a first watch for me, so I, I was I was never in danger of of going. What does it mean if you figure it out? Does that make it yeah. good? Does it make it bad? I don't know. Don't know. But." You hey, you join the Patreon. You buy your ticket. You get to you get to say whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you didn't give it a one again. <laughs> you take two away, two from a one. It was, it was a minus one. Well, it, it was a three to begin with. Um. <laughs> You're knocked into to a one. Anything else? No, that's everything. Oh, sorry. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and take a look at what the people on the Fledgling fandom over on Twitter had to say about this. Uh, first off, I got my sister who said, I really wanted to like this. I hadn't seen it before and just found it didn't keep my attention. Had to rewind multiple times. Great cast. But sorry, Liam, even Michelle couldn't save it for me. Uh, Danny from It's a Musical says, "Watched the sequel last night. Was hoping you'd be covering this soon. Wow, well, Look at that. You would almost think I plan these things. <laughs> turned, into, turned me into a Poirot fan. I didn't figure out who'd done it before the film revealed it, too. Well, this is really bleeming obvious in this version. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, great. Cinematography and a really fun narrative that kept me on the edge of my seat. Uh Josh, my next favorite movie, said, I tried watching this with my wife once, fell asleep. I will blame the film because working nights means I often fall asleep, even when I've had plenty. Um Richard from just down the street. Hello, Richard says for me, the one the only one actor is Poirot, and that's David is it Suchet? Yeah, David Suchet. Suchet. And finally, Chris Peterson from the Twitter, well, from the Patreon. From the
1: Patreon, Says, yeah.
0: haven't had a chance to watch this week. Just been too busy. That's okay, buddy. <laughs> you know what? If there's one you can skip, I, I, I might be showing my hand a little bit. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, if it was see it or skip it. Oh, jeez. If it was down for me see it or skip it style,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I would go, if you're familiar with the story, skip it. I think that's where it. the line is, yeah. If you're yeah. not, if it's a first time experience, watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, where do we go with what we'll do our ratings now? Uh, I don't have a hint from Liam, so it's going to go right ahead to Georgia. Let's get yours.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think the difference is here that I hadn't seen any Poirot before and I hadn't seen any Agatha Christie before, so I quite enjoyed it on a first watch. Analyzing it, however, as a film and as what we kind of do and actually what makes a good film and those sorts of things – definitely brings the score down because it isn't as much as it is very well made it also isn't very well made in yeah. places so it's difficult to kind of like flip-flop it about it's a fun popcorn movie but if you think oh, it's about not a
0: popcorn it, movie <laughs> i
1: think it is
2: it's got two popcorn movie scenes
1: Oh, I'd sit in each. It's cute
2: it. of you to call him a scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just if you watch it on a like a light surfacey level, it's very good.
0: If it kept up the tone it had in the first five minutes, yeah. I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah. But yeah. this is your
0: verdict, so I will shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but if you like watch it actually watching it properly, it is it just it breaks down quite quickly. And because of that, I am going to give it six and a half smashed pocket watches with the time moved forwards out of 10.
2: All right. Uh, Ethan. I'm really flip-flopping with this film because, again, with the buffet medley, I'm like, oh, I've got a nice piece of steak here with some cinematography. It goes a bit too far. And the, the frustration is Agatha Christie writes really good murder mysteries. And I really like Poirot. And when you have such a good foundation already for some reason you're building your house with uh, some brick, but then a lot of cardboard and it becomes increasingly frustrating for me as the film goes on, that there's this almost style over substance, but the style is too much, like even for the style. And I, I don't have enough time with characters that I think I need to make the, the mystery actually worthwhile And I can tell this is like a hell of a passion project for Kenneth Branagh. Like in his performance of Poirot, you tell he loves this. But there's just this massive part missing for me to go, this film goes from all right to really, really masterfully done. And for that, I'm going six unburnt kimonos out of 10. I
0: think you're trying to burn a kimono, man.
1: No, that's what Ethan's suggestion was, what oh, you okay. done with the Komodo.
0: Yeah. Oh, my go. At the halfway point of this movie, the number in my head was high. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my was. Because I was going, I remember this being a lot worse than this. This is <laughs> This is killing it. <laughs> Pun not intended. Uh, <laughs> and then it just starts to all kind of come off the rails. Hey, hey. Um, which is weird. Um, I f- this is a weird one. I could see myself giving this votes for besties and resties. Yeah, At the yeah, I realized I've, that. For like already.
1: the same categories as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> a couple. I don't know. I, I, I'll t- f- Fife's is on my short list. <laughs> mm. Supporting on my short list. Um, yeah, whereas the fives in the first half of the movie, I really quite like. That's yeah. What I mean, yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Um, the score is fantastic throughout. Mm-hmm. It really, really is, um, and I don't think got enough mention from enough people. The cinematography is excellent. My issue is they just do too much. It's like the scene you ever seen F- F- "Forgetting Sarah Marshall."
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, and like Paul Rudge trying to teach Jason Segel how to surf. Yeah, and he keeps getting <laughs> up on the board. and said, like, "No, no, do less." do less. Yeah. And then he just, he just lays her. He goes, well, you got to do more than that. <laughs> and I thought this was what it was me. I was going the movie in every capacity, but especially cinematography in the, it's, it's a beautiful film. Yeah. It's a beautiful film. And I had it at a number. And then I kind of went, I went, I'm, even as you were talking, I was sitting there, what do I do? And then I went, how important is the end of a murder mystery? And I want to say, the end of a murder mystery is really important.
1: It is the prestige.
0: Really, yeah, it's yeah. the prestige. And so where do you leave things and where do you leave these characters? And I was left with an, an unconvincing Michelle Pfeiffer, like sobbing crying, and pulling a gun on, on, on Poirot. He was like, shoot me. And he, he I felt it with him, which is funny because he knew it was fake. Yeah. <laughs> she thought it was real. But I believe the other one in each situation. It's... So I took a half more point off that. I'm still the most generous of the three of us. I went seven um, literal knives in my back (laughs) (laughs) out of ten. So that's where I sit.
1: I gloss over that really quickly as well. The fact that she's actually been stabbed. Yeah, she's like
0: that's true. Like we don't have any money. Or like, how's her wound going? Literally, she 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 is an older woman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they can tell.
2: We got a doctor. Yeah. You can tell with this film, Brando really wanted to be stylistic. But he goes, he goes, to a boy and he goes well, like if be really stylistic, but gets too scared. But the wrong choices
0: makes them overly stylistic. It's yeah. this weird mishmash. You're not wrong. Um, where did we sit with our, our friends of the podcast? Where did the patron have a Patreon have us sitting at?
1: Uh, so they split evenly, three three with, at seven and eight. So we got seven and a half. So they're more
0: generous than I am. Yeah. Okay. Well. So again, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say it. I think we've seen again. I am the voice of reason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're in the middle.
0: I'm well no, because I was the highest at seven and they were closer to me. Mm. You were at six and a half, you were six, they were they, they obviously gleaned closer to my viewpoint. Yeah. I am the voice of the people. Are you? I am. The <laughs> patrons have shown it. Chris Peterson, if you're listening, you need to give this a one to bring this all no, the way the, to the, my the, one, one, Once you record, it's locked. Yep. It uh, is locked. It's like Liam can't come in next week and go, oh, by the way, just watched it. It's actually a this. I'm not, <laughs> not having that. I'm not having that. So it comes out in the wash, all things combined, around 6.75, which actually is amongst our lower films we've done this. I'm scrolling, trying to find one lower we've done this year. Uh, it comes in just above Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: We've done some wow. strong ones this year, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, we have done some strong ones, especially, I mean, last week we had yeah. nine points. This, uh, Prestige was our number two film now.
1: I'm not surprised, yeah.
0: yeah. It's the only other one. If anything, you 're vote, pro- oh, you didn't give a vote, so that's fine, yeah, yeah. So I think the-, the weakest one we've done this year was Rebel Without a Cause, and that was, I think, around the same. Beetlejuice 6.3, oh, that was last year, sorry. Hmm. Rebel Without a Cause? Uh, no, because I think... Um, oh, yeah. Reverend Bruce kind of hijacked that one, yeah, didn't he? he did. <laughs> so I'm just looking for it off the top of my head here and seeing if I can find out what it costs. 7.3, so not a great film, but yeah, he was, he was the only one that week to put a vote in and it was a 10, so yep. it, it drastically skewed. We had six, Liam at eight and a half, uh, mm-hmm. George at five and a half, Ethan at six and a half, Reverend Bruce at 10. <laughs> so Reverend Bruce and I have now both given the same number of 10s. I have reviewed 110 films. <laughs> he has reviewed about five <laughs>
1: I need mean, same, though, because I've only ever given one as well. So. We, yeah, there,
0: we go. So there, we, there we are. So, all that's left to do now is talk about uh, what we are going to be doing next week. But before we do that, a little bit of a shout out and a thanks always to our Patreon backers Reverend Bruce, Julene Hermes, Dwayne Smith, Katie McCray, Ian Davies. That's Ensign Ian Davies making it so. Lena Oberholzer, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, and the Yeetmeister. Yeet Meister. Yeet. And if you want your name on that list, if you want to have a chance and change, literally the placement of the films on our pod and even more so if you even want to go so far as to appear on the pod choose a movie make fun of ethan
1: <laughs> it is a requirement
0: you know, that yeah. is available as an option to you check out the patreon patreon.com slash bfe april is open
3: april is april open, is
0: open. otherwise it'll cycle back to reverend bruce mm-hmm. so which be fine by me i love reverend bruce but if you want to get your sh- if you want to jump ahead and get in that spot go ahead and and take that so what are we doing next week and at one point i had to stop the movie because there was this great line where countess uh and and or whatever her name was said some fear darkness but i cannot stand the light sounds like a superhero i know
1: like Batman.
0: next week because the batman is releasing in cinemas oh shit we are going back to 1990 or 89 michael keaton yes. as batman in the original yes. batman tim burton oh. directed batman
2: we're okay. gonna dance with the devil in the pale moonlight yes oh, i can't
0: wait wait till they get a load of me
2: oh i've totally just <laughs> buried the lead on mine already Have you? Oh. <laughs> Okay.
0: It'll be interesting to go back. I have not seen this in forever.
1: I've not seen. It's been a couple this, years.
0: We not. have said to you, have you? Because you don't like Nolan Batman. I don't like
1: Nolan. So Batman. we have
0: said, what about like old school? Because you like Michael Keaton. Do I? I think you do. Who
1: is Michael Keaton? He's
0: Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like Michael Keaton. And, um, and he's Vulture in, in Spider Man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like like he's Keaton. he's
0: really good.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: so, like, it's going to be over the top, like a little bit campy.
1: We get Prince music. I mean, like, the only other version of Batman that I like
0: Is, other than yeah, the Lego one true. and the
1: musical one. So, yeah, yeah, this might be more my This job. might
0: be more your speed. So, <laughs> next week, we will be doing Batman from 1990. I, I put this on the list, like, forever ago. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Yeah. 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 I, I was toying with the idea of a, a real roundtable for uh, April, which was all about Batman. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you said I you'd would be em. able to
1: submit, like, three films.
0: You've seen more than three
1: batman films
0: you've seen the dark knight
1: i've seen the dark knight oh does you've the seen... joker count yeah is joker uh, wait joker. is batman joker? in it no yeah bruce wayne's in it
0: but like oh, bruce wayne is in it yeah tiny, wayne. Tiny about. well maybe not, maybe not that one but well, we, uh, see his, seen we see his lego batman the origins i've
1: seen lego batman yeah yeah,
0: yeah. you've seen uh have you seen batman or superman or justice league nope oh jeez <laughs> it's, it's usually three. Oh, <laughs> have you seen uh suicide squad no. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I forget he's in there. It does become difficult because I can do 10.
1: Uh, okay, no, I, I can do 10, yeah. I, at the moment, could do three.
0: Yeah, i should So maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll do it. What we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we will. Uh, We'll put that out to the Patreon peeps out there. Uh, we're gonna pull out to the Patreon, but even people on our Twitter. Would you wanna see an all about Batman real round table? Talk about the Georgia, you'd be great on that because you're talking about the, the appeal of Batman or the lack of appeal of Batman. And actually watching the Tim Burton version might give you a bit more nuance to that viewpoint. It might do. Because it's not all dark and Ooh, I'm depressed all the time. I'm
1: depressed about often yeah. <laughs> and I've got money. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so- Want to get nuts.
0: Let's get nuts. Let's get, not, Ethan's just ruining all the lines for next week. So I am am i can't wait. Please join us next week when we take a dance with the devil in the pale moonlight yeah. with Batman. Where do you get a load of us? Four <laughs> best film ever. Uh, Benin. uh Wait, no.
2: Yeah. Is it? I'm last. Oh, Yeah
0: sorry Uh,
1: always last (laughs) even when we have guests
0: (laughs) we just did it the one time man because we were trying to fool with george and the prestige and all that stuff
1: confused oh my word even so he'd still be after you so yeah he
2: would i don't know um (laughs) i'll see this in 2023 i
0: guess (laughs) i guess (laughs) but for best film ever i've been in I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And I'm going to leave that in because leave it to Ethan. When we get things all polished up, you just know he's going to fudge it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. The
1: flippity-flip-flop.
0: Recording, so shut your face.
1: So it was McQueen? You have your man.
0: Hold on it, madame.
2: How could I? I didn't kill him! You oh. tried to burn wretched accounts,
0: but I'm gonna turn off Microsoft Teams. You
1: didn't turn you tell your computer to shut her its face. That's the problem. <laughs> is that what it is. <laughs> you told the rest of us.
0: <laughs> yeah. I heard you sign, I was like, "Oh no, have I done something?" No, it's me. Oh, all right. Anywhere time in the episode, I'd be okay with it, but not during the intro. Come on. <laughs> all right, let's try it again. Shut your face. I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs>